Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Action Radio. This is Greg Penglis coming to you from the historic district of downtown Milton on the banks of the beautiful Blackwater River. And now let's get into Action Radio. Yes, well, the world, for, world falls apart. <laughs> Say it again, Greg. <laughs> I guess my show's falling apart already. While the world falls apart, at least you have Action Radio uh, at your side to uh, make your life a little more enjoyable and, of course, guide you to the, the, uh, the, the promised land of freedom through citizen legislation. So I'm rearranging my desk here because it's Monday, and I'm never completely organized on a Monday, uh, having way too much fun reading my articles and looking over stuff and, uh, and just trying to uh, get the week going here. So it's, it's busy. There's a lot of stuff. Let me get my microphone in the right place here. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Monday morning, you know, you take two days off radio. You th- you'd think I'd remember how to do this, right? But no, no, it's like starting over again, you know, like a, like a new career almost. All right, so over the weekend, let me see if I can uh, get my I'm, – I'm trying to turn pages as I'm doing this and trying to make sense here. So i got to tell you a, fun, a funny thing that happened Friday night. So Friday night, we have a medical freedom rally. And there we go. Now, now I'm actually centered in my microphone. There we go. So this is, why this is why everybody wears headsets when they do radio, so you can hear your voice. Not that we love to hear our voice so much, but you have to, to know when you're actually standing in front of the microphone <laughs> at the right distance and all that stuff. Anyway, so, um, so Friday night, I'm at a medical freedom rally. And this is uh, uh, Diane Warner, who's our election integrity medical freedom reporter, and Dr. Deborah Viglione. The two of them you know, put this on. And Deb's done, I think, four of these now. Anyway, it was at Blue Wahoo or Wahoo. I'm not sure it's Wahoo or Wahoo Stadium. I think it's more fun to say Wahoo. Anyway, so Blue Wahoo Stadium uh, in Pensacola, which is a great place to watch baseball. Now, I've never actually seen a baseball game there because the only time I've been there is for medical freedom rallies. Not that I'm not a baseball fan. I am. I just... I don't know. I'm just busy. <laughs> takes a lot to keep the show going. Um, anyway, so I got to get to a game there because it's, it's a great stadium. You're close to the action. You can see everything. I think it only holds what a couple thousand people, maybe two or three thousand um, for the the Blue Wahoos. Um, so that which is a fish, by the way. <laughs> we named our team. Everybody names their, their you know. See, see you, you can't use American Indian names anymore. You can't be the Redskins. You know, you can't be the the the, the Cleveland Indians. You know, that's that's. Uh, People get all, all offended by that, except for, of course, the American Indians who like the fact that, uh, you know, their names are actually out there somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, more, you know, and of course, more is better now that especially now that Land of Lakes has taken the Indian Maiden, you know, off their off their uh, butter products. So which is kind of bad is, is uh, Chief Dan Skyhorse, uh, who is the chief of the, the Creek Band here uh, in Santa Rosa County, Florida, says, yeah, they because they, you got the, the nice, nice background, all the landscape in the background. They say uh, typical treatment of American Indians. They, uh, they they kill the Indian and keep the land. <laughs> He's absolutely right. I mean, this is what they did. All right. Anyway, so much for political correctness. So I'm at the rally. Uh, and actually, I was going into the rally, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to say? Because I, I was getting a little discouraged that uh, I mean, we do. There's so much that we do here uh, for Freedom and Action Radio. I'm, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back or you know toot my own horn, as they say. But there is a lot that we do. You know, the system that's been created here makes it as easy as possible for people to just copy the links to a bill and send it to the various legislatures, uh, legislators too, uh, and media. And it's really that simple. All you have to do to be an advocate, to be a citizen uh, advocate, citizen legislator, I, I reserve that for people that actually write the bills uh, along with us here. But just to be a citizen advocate, all you do is copy the link to a bill and send it in. It takes, a, takes about a minute, maybe two, <laughs> you know, because you've got to look up where to send it. 
So, so I tried a little experiment. So rather than, you know, chastise and, and verbally, you know, tongue lash the crowd saying, how come people aren't sharing the bills? You know, I thought, that's probably not the best way to go. Uh, and actually, uh, a friend of mine, I, I, uh, you know, said, uh, Greg, be nice. <laughs> okay. You know, so I, I confessed my, my aim to what I was going to do. Anyway, so, uh, so then I thought, all right, well, what else, you know, what else is going on? So I'm sitting there. And, of course, I'm never the first speaker. And I, and I only got two minutes. And that's okay. I can, do, I, can, I can say a lot in two minutes. Not on this show, <laughs> but, a, but in front of a crowd. Because I'm not, I don't know, I've, it's, it's weird being in front of a crowd as opposed to being here at the microphone where I'm talking to, you know, millions more people. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite a different thing. Anyway, um, but um, so there it was. And, uh, and I thought, about half an hour ahead of time, I thought, you know what, I'm going to try something different. So, so I get up in front of the crowd. I'm looking at everybody there. I said, do you folks want to actually do something? I said, do you want to try an experiment? And of course, now they're all looking because, you know, people sitting and listening to a crowd is not the easiest thing to do. I mean, listening to a speech is, is tough. I have a hard time doing it. I'm ADHD. Uh, you've got my attention for maybe 30 seconds. And after that, unless you're riveting, I'm asleep. I mean, I just am. I, you know, I don't know. I, 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 this is why I do talk radio. I don't listen to it that much because I get bored with what, what other people say. Me, I can do the show because I'm actually participating. So I'm up in front of this crowd. And it wasn't that big. It was like about 120 people. So it should have been a lot bigger. But, you know, 120 activists are a lot better than 3,000, you know, sleeping people there who don't know what they're doing. So, so I looked at all those folks and I said, okay, let's get going. Please take out your cell phones. So everybody takes out their cell phone because now they're curious, right? And I said, uh, I want you to get a browser window open and I want you to find writeyourlaws.com. And so that's W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. And I spelled it out for the crowd there, too. And so Marco has just joined us. Hey, Marco. Uh, welcome in the Netherlands there. So I'm reciting the tale of my, uh, my speech in front of the crowd at the Blue Wahoo Stadium uh, in Pensacola, Florida, uh, Friday night. So anyway, so everybody takes out the cell phone. They go to writeyourlaws.com. And, and then I made a mistake. I goofed. I said, scroll down so you get to our vaccine product liability bill. But I, in fact, I had actually uh, missed Good morning. <laughs> this is Marco. He, he types in good morning. If you want to know what's going on, if you're listening live, you can look on live chat and you can see that we're actually, you know, conversing here. I get to speak and he types it in. It's a great system. I have instant contact with Europe. Uh, hopefully I'll get uh, folks in uh, Australia, Canada, uh, some other places around the world. This is the English speaking world, but I want to get to uh, uh, different places, and we need Asian contacts, South American, African. We need contacts everywhere. All right. So everybody gets out, and they get out, write your laws. And of course, then the one woman looks at me and says, I can't find it. I'm like, oops. And I go over and steps in my mind. WriteYourLaws.com, legislation menu. You know, and then I forgot, oh, all proposed laws. So then I said, all right, let's start again. So you want to go to – well, I'm going to start again with you folks. WriteYourLaws.com. And then you go – on the menu bar, it says legislation. So you click on that. And then I said, scroll down three to where it says all proposed laws. These are the ones that we're actually sending um, out to Congress, the state legislatures, local school boards, city councils, county commissions, things like that. And so the way it works, if you look on, you look on, the, on our website, writeyourlaws.com, and you, you punch up legislation, the first one is propose a new law. That's where you actually write your bill. And then that comes to me, and uh, if I like it, I'll post it. Uh, I don't even have to agree with that. I said, if, you know, if it's a decent bill that brings freedom to people, even if I don't, you know, agree with uh, the, the, the method necessarily, I'll have people on. Or if it's incomplete or it needs a lot of work. Uh, if it's a good idea, but there's, there's a lot more work to be done, I'll just have you on the air. And uh, I invite people on to write bills, you know, directly onto Action Radio. Again, I broadcast first. Nobody in the world does this. And especially not submit. And we just did one, uh, just to, just to sideline here a little bit, because it's the ADHD brain. Um, 
I just post our bill that was written by uh, Linda, one of our listeners, and Dr. Judy Mikovits to ban all drug advertising, prescription drug advertising in the United States. Now, Marco Netherlands knows that they don't have it. Uh, in fact, the only other country that allows prescription drugs to be advertised is New Zealand. I found that interesting considering how tyrannical and restrictive they've been under, you know, Jacinda the communist. Um, Jacinda Ardern, you know, the, the nice sweet face of dictatorship, <laughs> you know, and the nice New Zealand accent. And she says in the soft voice, she says, by the way, I'm taking away all your rights. Have a nice day. You know, that's, that's how they do it. So tyranny does not have a nasty face. They don't all look like Joe Stalin. All right. So back to the rally. So people click on writeyourlaws.com. They click on, um, uh, the legislation, and then I said, go to all proposed laws, and I said, okay, now scroll down to vaccine product liability legislation, and then I said, click on on that bill, and then I said, copy the link at the top, copy that link, and I'm like, okay, good. I said, okay, now open a second browser window, and this one's going to say, contact Matt Gates. Okay, now Matt Gates is my congressperson here in the first district in Florida. Uh, he encompasses the the way upper left northwest corner which would be Escambia County, uh, Santa Rosa County, which I'm in, and then Okaloosa County. So Escambia is to our left, I'm in Santa Rosa, and Okaloosa County is to the right. So those three counties, maybe some more I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's those three counties that make up the first congressional district of Florida. And so that's Matt Gates' district, and he's well known for being on media and all kinds of stuff. So uh, he, he's the media star. I'm not yet, but soon to be. It's, it's only a matter of time. Anyway, so... So folks, you know, they copy the link and, they, and then they pull up the, the copy of the Mac, then the contact Matt Gates. Well, that's an email site. So I said, so pull that up. I said, you're going to fill out your information. Uh, and then where it has the message, just paste in the bill for vaccine product liability and say, Representative Gates, please submit this bill to Congress. Now, here's where, here's where it gets interesting. I have no idea how many people did that. They were all looking at their phones. I know they've all got the bill. Uh, I'm sure all, most of them pulled up the Matt Gates, you know, contact Matt Gates email uh, site, but how many actually sent it in? No idea. But let's just say 30, or if I'm generous, 40 out of 120. That's, that's a landslide. So all of a sudden, Matt Gates, you know, hopefully when he read his email Saturday morning, uh, had a ton of emails from the rally Friday night from people that actually sent an email right there from the rally. So maybe people sent it the next day. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go see his office sometime this week. I'm going to go drop in. He's got a new office in Crestview. And so one of these days, because he has walk-in hours from like 9 to 4, anybody can walk in and talk to an aide, you know, talk to a, an intern, uh, maybe make an appointment with the man himself. I don't know. Uh, but uh, that would be interesting to do. Because uh, he knows me. You know, we've, we've talked before. He's, he used to be on the show all the time when I was at WBY. Anyway, so the whole point of this, and what I, what I didn't know, and of course, every time I try an experiment, there's something new that I don't know. What I didn't know this time was that um, how easy, you know, I knew how easy it was to do this, but I don't think most people know how easy it is. And I think that's been the reluctance of a lot of people to get legislation to members of Congress because they think, oh, it's tedious, it's tiresome. No, it takes about a minute. You know, you go to our website and you uh, copy the link to the bill that you like, that you want your representative to sponsor. You go to their site, contact, you know, representative, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, you just paste in the bill and say, please, su please submit this bill to Congress. That's it. That's the whole thing. And so it's so deceptively simple that I don't think people, you know, really realize it. And I didn't know that people didn't know until I saw the looks on their faces. Everybody's like, they're like, they had that. That's it. That's all I have to do. And look, I'm like, yeah. And I talked to some folks after the, uh, after the show too. And I said, that's it. That's all you have to do. Once you do that, everything else just kind of takes care of itself. All right. So I've got a bunch of stories today 
uh, and I want to get to, because otherwise I'll just digress and ramble on endlessly, and I don't want to do that. Um, I want to talk about this new Restrict Act, so we're going to get to that right in a second here. Action Radio. Dangerously cool. So there's been a huge story of late, and it's, it's getting better all the time. Uh, it's related to the Restrict Act. The Restrict Act is what the people are calling the TikTok ban. That's not really what it's about. And they had that hearing where you had this really obnoxious Chinese guy who was arrogantly saying, you know, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. We know he's lying through his teeth, right? Congress doesn't call him on it. You know, it's like when, the, when somebody lies to Congress, they say you shouldn't do that. What they should say is, you know, we're going we're gonna to send you up the river, in other words, to jail for contempt of Congress. Until they start jailing people for lying to Congress, the, the, people lie to Congress because they don't care. There's no consequence. You know, or they'll, they'll, when they say, I don't want to answer, they say, well, or we have to take that in executive session, or I'd rather do that in writing. And a member of Congress, okay, well, let's, let's do that in writing. I'm like, no. If I was in Congress, they'd say, no, you're going to tell me right now in front of the world. Miserable, slimy, you know, da-da-da, fill in the blank. All right. So what happened recently, and this is, I find very interesting, uh, there was an entire leak of classified information showing that the war in Ukraine is going a whole lot worse than the, uh, than the Brandon insurrection was lying about. You know, of course, everything they do is a lie. Uh, it's a lie that there's a Biden administration. That's a lie. They're not. They're fraud. They, they stole the government a coup. It's a total election fraud. So that's the first lie. Second lie is that uh, he's commander in chief. The third lie is that anything he does is legal. It's not. None of it's legal because he's not commander in chief and he's not president. You know, the entire government's a fraud. Okay, so we know that. So given that, how does a fraud government operate? Does a fraud, does a government that broke the law becoming the government care about how many other times they break the law? Well, of course not. Do you think a, a serial killer kills, you know, cares about shoplifting? No. <laughs> He's already a serial killer. They're already going to jail for life or executed. So why would they care about shoplifting? You know, what are you going to do, add that charge? No, of course not. Nobody cares, right? Well, that's the, this government. They've already stolen the government. They've already committed treason, right? They've already committed uh, pretty much the worst thing you can do in this country, which is steal the government and then totally change the government and go every, against everything that people want, all right? You know, what the people want? Low cost, low inflation, low prices for energy, a secure border, a strong military, a good foreign policy, fair trade with other nations around the world, our rights protected, our property protected, and our, lib- you know, our liberty, uh, and the fact that we and basically you know, keep the country safe. That's what people want. Well, what the government wants is the exact opposite. High cost of energy, high inflation, high taxes, a devaluing dollar so they, they, get made, they make the debt look less. They want no border. They want no military unless they're a bunch of woke, you know, weenie baby, you know, metrosexuals. You know, they, they want uh, no foreign policy. They want us to spend all our money in NATO and Ukraine. And they want everything that we don't want. Well, this is, this is why everything's screwed up now because the government chose the government. The people didn't choose this government. The government chose this government. And this is what the government wants for us. So it's a really great insight into how tyrannical these people can get with not a conscience because they're a bunch of psychopaths and sociopaths in, in Washington anyway, for the most part. Why else would you want control over other people unless you're at least a sociopath, right? Anyway, so back to what's going on. So I, I heard a fascinating interview, and I forgot who it was. Uh, I think the, the term General Schaefer comes to mind, but I could be wrong. So, so don't quote me on this. Um, but there was, a, there, there was a military person, an intelligence person, who was interviewed on One American News. And it might have been Tipping Point. Um, it might have been one of the other shows. I, I watch a lot of it, so I'm, I'm trying to place it. Anyway, what they said is what's important. And what they said was that uh, this was probably uh, an administrative uh, thing. In other words, this, this leaker, this whistleblower, this young kid that allegedly uh, wanted to show off to his friends how, how smart he was and, and how, you know, he, for his own little ego, he wanted to impress 
his fellow video gamers by releasing all this classified information. Okay, that story never held any water. That never made sense. People don't do it. People don't risk their lives and their careers um, to release information simply to impress a few friends. That's absurd. What makes more sense, you know, is that uh, the government are, are using this person, and we'll see if he gets prosecuted, or he gets, you know, quietly uh, taken off the news and, you know, given his own island somewhere for doing his duty for the for the coup. Uh, but what makes more sense is that the the lying Biden insurrection knows they've screwed up in in uh, in Ukraine. I was going to say Iraq. They know they've screwed up there, and but they can't tell people that they lied. So how do you get around? How do you get the truth out to people? You know, uh, to get even more money for Ukraine, you know, so people know how bad the situation is without without admitting that you lied, that things were going well. This is the perfect way to do it. And the way that you lie about this is you say, we found a leaker or so I would say a whistleblower who has released all kinds of classes, you know, classified information. Well, how'd they get it? We'll worry about that later. So all this classified information that we have uh, U.S. troops on the ground uh, advising and working with the Ukraine army, and, and they may be fighting Russian troops directly. I don't know. Um, but it's going, the war is going a whole lot worse than we were told. And so what happens is so they blame the leaker for releasing the information that they want people to know so they can get either more money for Ukraine or get us out of there. I suspect more money. So the way to get more money without admitting that you lied about how bad the situation is, is you fake somebody being a spy, you release all the information, blame the spy for releasing the information that you wanted out anyway, and then you ask for more money because the situation's a lot worse now that everybody knows about it because the classified, so-called classified documents have been released. That to me makes perfect sense. That I understand. So continuing on here, um, I'll get a, I'll get a Ukraine update, update from uh, Marco who's over in the Netherlands right now. We'll see what he types in for us. So just a quick note here. Uh, this is from the New York Post. Uh, this is from Snedjana Farbarov. Uh, it sounds Russian or Ukrainian. Uh, April 12th, so last five days ago. 14 U.S. Special Forces on the ground in Ukraine Pentagon leak shows. So this is part of that leak. And I'll just read the, the first little bit of it. Nearly 100 Special Forces from five Western countries, isn't that special? Including more than a dozen Americans, that would be 14, <laughs> you know, have been operating on the ground in Ukraine according to a leaked document. That's the, the document I just talked about that the Brandon insurrection leaked to, you know, show what the real situation is without admitting that they lied about the situation before. All right, so it says have been on the ground in Ukraine according to, okay, there we go. The classified document dated March 23rd and marked secret... <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Everybody's got secret documents. It must be true. It's marked secret. Not necessarily. Uh, secret revealed that the U.S. had 14 special forces in Ukraine as of last month. And that's reported by The Guardian, which is the British press, which is the place you want to go to find out about anything happening in the United States. Go to the British press because they know better than we do because they actually report what's going on here as opposed to the American press, which basically follows the propaganda line and does what they're told, what the FBI and the CIA tell them to report. Fascinating, isn't it? <laughs> so much for the free country. Then it says the Post could not independently verify the authenticity of the file. Of course not, because it's probably come from the Brandon insurrection. You know, we're going to find out who really did it, you know, sometime during the mid-Trump administration, probably around 2026. All right. Document says, while the document included no further details about the service members' exact location or the nature of their activities, National Security Council spokesperson, or liar, John Kirby, told Fox News that a small U.S. military presence was located at the embassy in Kiev, not Kiev, it's actually pronounced Kiev, uh, to monitor military aid sent by Washington to help Ukraine fight off the Russian invasion. Well, they're losing <laughs> big time. I mean, they're really losing. 
I heard a seven to one uh, kill ratio. So in other words, seven Ukrainians are dying for every one Russian. So the Russians can afford to, to, to lose people. You know, they've got, uh, you know, this is a war of attrition. Anyway, the point of this is that uh, it makes infinite sense to me that they are lying uh, about this and that uh, this, this leak stuff was all intentional. They did it absolutely on purpose so that they could uh, then get the information to people that they wanted people to know about how bad the situation was uh, without admitting that they lied, which, of course, they did. So that's why they concocted this whole thing. We, you know, I'd be very curious to uh, – I don't expect um, our Mr. Texera uh, to be giving any press conferences. You know, don't, he's not like Snowden. He's not like Julian Assange. Was it Julius Assange? Anyway, he's not like the, the real whistleblower leakers. I think this is a scam. I think he's, you know, operating. He's, he's, like, he's like Ray Epps in training. So this is his first operation to prove his loyalty to the communist deep state. All right. So let's get on to the Restrict Act. So what's happening is the government, they don't mind releasing fraudulent information. In fact, they do it all the time. But they don't want you releasing anything that's true that they don't control. So how are they going to do that? Well, S. Uh, 686, that would be Senate Bill 686. Good thing it's not 666, we'd have some real problems. Anyway, 686, the Restrict Act, the R-E-S-T-R-I-C-T Act. Now, that's actually an acronym for something which I'll find, you know, somewhere down the bill, but it's there. So the Restrict Act, uh, Senator Mark uh, Warner, you know, basically uh, a communist from Virginia, uh, it's going to the Senate Commerce, Science, and Transportation Committee. This is fascinating to me that this bill is in the Commerce that this is the, the Department of Commerce is doing this, okay? No one's talking about the fact that this Restrict Act, this information restriction, <clears throat> this cybersecurity punishment, uh, this whole thing to regulate free speech, which is unconstitutional, of course, uh, this whole thing is, is being sent to the Department of Commerce. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Does not the Commerce Department handle things that actually have to do with commerce? I don't know, business? You know, they actually have the weather. Which the, that's okay, too. You want to have the, the NOAA, the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration. You won't put no in the Department of Commerce? That's okay. The census, that's there too. No, that's okay. We're, we're good so far. But an intelligence agency? No. No, I don't think so. That'd be like putting one in the Department of Transportation or Health and Human Services. Actually, they probably already have them. Uh, I would say that every agency of the government in Washington has an intelligence division, and of course, they all need to be abolished because domestic spying is illegal, folks, in case you hadn't noticed, right? until the Patriot Act. So this seems to like a compliment to that. This is the new Patriot Act. This is the new, we're going to uh, surveil everything you do. And of course, eventually it could lead to what we call social credits. In other words, if you, if you think correctly, the government rewards you. If you think incorrectly, the government punishes you. And this is how they control China. <laughs> this is why you don't see a lot of dissension coming out of China, right? So the Restrict Act, Senator 686 from Senator Warner, Mark R., <laughs> Democrat of Virginia, Democrat, of course, right? Um, 118th Congress for a session. So it says, let me brighten up my screen a bit. It says, to authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries and for other purposes. Okay? So always forget the main subject. Here's, here's what, whatever you want to, uh, uh, if you ever want to know what's really going on with the bill, look at the very last part of the sentence. Because that's where they have the blanket clause. That's what I call it, the blanket clause. In other words, it applies to everybody. So 686, the purpose is to authorize the Secretary of Commerce. Why, I don't know. Why is the Commerce engaged in intelligence? I don't know. Uh, that, that to me is wrong. And to authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions. So in other words, they're you know, judge, jury, and executioner. They're, they're going to take the law unto, unto themselves and decide for themselves what to review and prohibit. Well, that's wrong, too. 
certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries. And here are the last four words, and for other purposes. What do you mean other purposes? Define those other purposes. Well, that, see, so in other words, if we take out the middle section, it says to authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions uh, between persons, oh, it says certain transactions, uh, or to review, yeah, certain transactions and other purposes. Really? So pro- prohibit uh, certain transactions and for other purposes. What are the, well, let me make it simple. To authorize the Secretary of Commerce to, you know, act for other purposes. Okay. Anyway, next one. Uh, we got the bill to authorize Secretary of Commerce. Short title. This act may be cited as, oh, here we go. Restrict stands for restricting the emergence of security threats that risk information and communications technology act. So it says restricting the emergence of security threats and risk. Well, what is a security threat to the government? Well, saying that it's not the government. <laughs> that makes me a security risk, right? I, I'm a security risk every time my microphone goes on. <laughs> but that's what's happening, right? So, re- so that's what they're talking about here. So in other words, this is, this is an act that goes along with the Patriot Act uh, to enable the commerce. In other words, instead of having the Justice Department, which is one of the worst names of any organiz- or department in Washington, because they do everything else but, all right? You want justice? Get rid of the Justice Department. That would be justice. You know, there's, there's, no, um, there's no constitutional uh, um, provision for the FBI anyway. You know, or, or most of the rest of the Justice Department. Courts, yeah, we've got some courts up in there, but even that uh, just says the Supreme Court. All right. So anyway, so the restrict the emergence of security threats and that risk information and communications. What do you mean risk information? <laughs> so security threats that risk information? <laughs> it actually says that, right? So, so in other words, information, this bill is designed to restrict information that the government considers a threat. What, what, what's the, what information would the government consider a threat? I don't know, the truth? How's that? So they talk about classified national security information, controlling holding, don't know what that is, covered holding, don't know what that is either. Um, there's a lot of stuff in here, but basically this is a domestic spying bill. Covered transaction, it means a transaction in which an entity described in the subparagraph B has an interest, da, 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 or, or any class of, it's, it's so vague, it's, it's just like this wide open. Like all these definitions. Let's get, past, let's get past the definitions. Let's get to the good stuff here. All right. So in other words, basically it gives the, the Commerce Secretary the ability to do anything they want with information. Hmm. That's not good. I don't know where Section 2 is, but it go, oh, yeah. So Section 1, I guess, is the title. Section 2 is the definitions. Section 3, this is where it gets interesting. Addressing information and communications technology products and services that pose undue or unacceptable risk. Well, wait a minute. I thought this was international. Now it says addressing. See, the thing is, you got to read the bills. Once you read the bills, everything makes sense to you. And so here's the section three. This is this bill 686. This is in the Senate right now. Addressing information and communication technology products and services. Well, what's that? The internet? Social media? What do you mean addressing information and communication technology products and services that pose undue or unacceptable risk? To who? Well, we know who. The government. So in other words, what started off as an act to restrict uh, uh, dangerous technology uh, from our foreign adversaries now blanketly says in Section 3, communication technology products and services. Well, wait a minute. That's not what they started off as. So in other words, this is what we call a Trojan horse. All right? This is a bill. Uh, in fact, I might I have to continue this. I've got several articles on this. You can read them all. Uh, in, go to uh, Facebook, uh, Action Radio Special Investigations page. I've got four articles there. I've got them all here, too. Um, but you can read them there because I'm not going to have time to go through them here. I'm having too much fun going over the bill itself, right? 
This is how dangerous this is. But it's not that hard to read this stuff. You just got to know, you know, where to look. So then it says in general, the secretary in consultation, oh, here we go, the secretary, that would be the secretary of commerce, which is not an intelligence officer, nor are they sworn law enforcement, but they're just, they're just kind of, you know, sworn in to uh, run commerce. Secretary in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads. Well, what does that mean? What do you mean the relevant executive department and agency heads of which relevant executive departments and which relevant agencies, FBI, CIA, defense intelligence, all the other, all the other intelligence agencies, the Department of Justice, the FBI, this, you know, who else? I think I mentioned FBI. So, who else? so what do you mean? With, so they, don't, they don't tell you. So in other words, the secretary, who has no powers of spying, has been given the powers of spying on any technology products and services, and they can consult with any other department or agency anywhere in the federal government. Hmm. That's kind of broad. Then it says, is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, in other words, get rid of, uh, including by negotiating, entering into, or imposing, and enforcing any mitigation measure. Any mitigation measure? Any mitigation measure? So the Secretary of Commerce can do anything they want to get rid of uh, technology, products, and services? That's kind of broad. You know, measure to address any risk, any risk arising from any covered transaction by any person or with respect to any property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States. Well, that would be everything in the United States <laughs> and actually places around the world, too. So anything within the jurisdiction of the United States, any technology, product and service can be um, gone after by uh, the secretary using any other government agency or, or department to take any action they want. And you don't think this is a problem? Anybody else talking about the Restrict Act this way? No, this is why you come to Action Radio. Not only do we promote really good legislation, we tell you about the really bad legislation everybody else is doing. So, and it says, so here are the undue or unacceptable risks of sabotage or subversion of the design, integrity, manufacturing, production, distribution, installation, operation, or maintenance of information and communications technology. So in other words, how would you subvert information technology? Again, tell the truth about COVID, for example. Or here's another one. B, catastrophic effects on the security or resilience of the critical infrastructure or digital economy. Wait a minute. So, 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 the, so if you go after the economy, in other words, if you talk about all the corrupt things that the government's doing to regulate the economy, I don't know, electric cars, for example, that's a security threat. C, interfering in or altering the results or report a result of a federal election. This is, this is the big one. This is the one that really got me, right? So I'm reading this stuff. And so, and so the secretary, again, to recap, as they say, the secretary of commerce, who's not an intelligence officer, who has the power over all communication technology products and services, who can take any action uh, against any threat, real or imagined, can now uh, cover anybody who is interfering in or altering the results or reported result of a federal election. Okay, let me violate this law right now. The election was a fraud. It's not true. Brandon's not the president. He lost. There is no way that Brandon could beat Donald Trump in a fair election. Guess what? I just broke, broke Section C, uh, 3C of, the, uh, of this Restrict Act by saying, because I challenged the reported results of a federal election. You look it up for yourself. It's right on my page. It's right on our legal page. It's on our special investigations page. You know, it's uh, go to go, you know, say the website right now, congress.gov. S.686-RestrictAct. Just spell it out. Senate Bill 686. Scroll down, Section 1, 2, 3. Go down to Section 3C. You've got a lot of definitions. 3C 
interfering in or altering the result or reported results of a federal election. I just broke that law. Well, it's not passed yet, so I haven't broken it. And quite frankly, this law is illegal. This law is unconstitutional. So did I, can you break an unconstitutional law? No, but you need a jury that's informed enough if I ever have to face, you know, or, any, or all of us like Mike Lindell. This is going after Mike Lindell first, who's saying everywhere the elections are fraud. This is like the Mike Lindell clause. <laughs> Who gives what this is, right? So Mike Lindell can say, you know, to an informed jury that uh, this law is illegal. You cannot convict a person for a law that itself is illegal. That's where juries have to come in and step in. But look at this. They've actually said that reporting the result of a federal election different than the government wants it reported is a crime. And the Secretary of Commerce, of all people, can go after you and take any action. Any, you know, yeah. Uh, Oh, here we go. Coercive or criminal activities by a foreign adversary that are designed to undermine democratic processes and institutions or steer policy and regulatory decisions in favor of the strategic objectives of a foreign adversary. Wouldn't that be China? I think this is, a, but they're not talking about China. <laughs> they're talking about us here in the United States because they want China to. They, in fact, they want to, um, China's like the model. China's like the tyrannical model that uh, the deep state is following and trying to bring in here. So is Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum, Bill Gates, all, all the, uh, the, the aspiring you know, world leaders are all, this is what they all want. But look at this, coercive or criminal activities by a foreign adversary, read domestic you know, citizen, <laughs> that are designed to undermine democratic processes. What's a democratic process? We're a republic. So undermining democratic processes is, what, are they talking about the vote? I don't think so. I think they're talking about information. So in other words, this whole entire bill, this is the bill that's going to legal, you know, Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act legalize basically a complete violation of the First Amendment by uh, big tech. This completely legalizes a complete violation of the First Amendment for government. And... By doing so, it is therefore illegal. This is an unconstitutional act. Even if they pass this act, it's unconstitutional. Even if they try and force it, it's still unconstitutional. Uh, even if the Supreme Court doesn't rule it unconstitutional, it's still unconstitutional. And that's where juries are going to have to stand up and say, no, this law is completely wrong. Ain't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. That's what they need to say. Huh, we'll find out. Let me check on, on live chat. Uh, Marco's still there. And so it looks like I'm still broadcasting. Life is good. Okay. I'll just kind of check in on these things you know, after I've been rambling for a while. All right, let's go have some more fun. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, procedures in general, not later than 180 days. Published explanations, if practical and consistent national. Uh, oh, here we go. Published explanations. They have to actually explain what they're doing. If practicable, and of course, if it's not, they don't have to do it, right? But they say if practicable and consistent with the national security and law enforcement interests of the United States, determined by who, I don't know, in coordination and in cooperation with the Director of National Intelligence, that's the DIA, Oh, okay. The secretary shall publish information in a declassified form to explain how a covered transaction... Okay, that's not good. Uh, I want to find the one that says it's not part of the, um, the Administrative Procedures Act. That's the one. I got, I got to talk to Jonathan about that. Because they actually exempt themselves from the Administrative Procedures Act. Oh, let me see. It. Which they can't do, by the way. I can, let me see if I can find that. I read it before. Let's see somewhere addressing information. Susan referrals. Ah, here we go. Section four, addressing information and communications technology. Pro- oh, I read that book. Section four, uh, number three, administrative procedure requirements inapplicable. See, Administrative Procedures Act is the act that governs how everything is done in Washington. So, in other words, if they if they uh, create a rule. Uh, and they don't follow administrative procedure, that rule is thrown out. 
if they just declare things, if they just make stuff up, if whatever they do that's wrong and illegal, uh, if they don't follow administrative procedure, they can't do it because you've got to follow it. That means public comment. That means uh, uh, time limits. That means it's all these rules that prescribe how regulations and things and actions are taken in Washington. That's the Administrative Procedures Act. It's, it was used against Trump all the time. You know, like, like DACA. You, you haven't followed administrative procedure. You can't, uh, you know, you can't uh, cut money to the DACA folks. Well, of course you can't. They're illegal aliens, right? Anyway, so section four, number three, administrative procedure requirements inapplicable. Subchapter two of chapter five and chapter seven of title five, the United States Code, commonly known as Administrative Procedure Act, shall not apply to any referral by the secretary to the president of a covered holding. So in other words, the this act, this restrict act, is restrict, so I'm going to put down section four, number three. I'm going to get that for Jonathan. <laughs> See what he says. But that's what they're doing. It uh, a Administrative Procedures Act. So we'll call it the APA. Here, a little note to myself. Um, that's uh, yeah. There we go. And there's more to it. But uh, that that I think basically I've told you this thing is a bunch of uh, horse hockey. <laughs> You know, this is what this is. This is bad, uh, and there's there's more to it. That's just that's just the basics. So let's go to some of our uh, uh, some of our articles here. Let's start with something. Let's start with the gutsy ones and kind of work my way back. Where's my PJ Media? I'll start with PJ Media. Let's go there. This one's pretty. Uh, this will get you an idea. It says uh, news and politics. Uh, Lincoln Brown, uh, March 29th. Be very afraid. The Restrict Act is exactly what it sounds like. Okay, let me read you a bit about this article here. Uh, the Restrict Act is the very definition of a Trojan horse, innocuous on the outside, lethal on the inside, and it is well healed towards the gates. With the help of the Republicans in Congress, in case you miss, <laughs> then it says, in case you missed the story of the Trojan horse, they actually have it there. The real one, not the virus. So it says, uh, so the Restrict Act, very definition of a Trojan horse, you know, and it is being wheeled towards the gates with the help of Republicans in Congress. See, most Republicans are deep state communists. I mean, they are. Otherwise, they would have immediately uh, shot this thing down and said, nope, ain't going to happen. Article says, ostensibly, the Restrict Act is designed to protect Americans from TikTok. Oh, boy. Dude, that was bad. It says, you know that nifty piece of Chinese spyware masquerading as a fun way to showcase dance videos, asinine behavior, and other things people can't live without? <laughs> and Congress is interested in protecting the country from bad international actors. That is because it can be done via the Restrict Act, which will do far more than keep TikTok off your phone or tablet. How much more? more than you want or even thought possible, even under this administration. The Restrict Act goes after anyone whom the powers deem a threat. That determination is made by the Secretary of Commerce. A threat can include, so why they didn't focus on the fact that it's the Secretary of Commerce, I don't know. Because the Commerce is not an intelligence or a law enforcement officer. And yet, they have unlimited powers under this Restrict Act, which is illegal, so they can't do it. Anyway. It's from the Act that says, in general, the Secretary, in consultation with the relevant, I think I already read this part, Posted under threat of sabotage. Yeah, okay, da, 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 da. So they cover the same things I covered. Actually, I covered more. It says the scope of the technology can be monitored, curtailed, or prohibited. Uh, it's lengthy. You should be concerned about all, but specifically, quote, wireless local area networks and mobile networks. Why, why do they want to mess with them? You know, then it says, any, so these are the ones. So this is the area they're going to be regulating. Wireless local area networks, mobile networks, any software, hardware, or other product or service integral to data hosting or computing service, uh, internet hosting services, cloud-based or distributed computing and data storage, machine learning, that would be artificial intelligence, uh, managed services, content delivery services, 
Internet or network-enabled sensors, webcams, endpoint surveillance, software designed or used primarily for connecting with uh, the Internet. Uh, that's basically everything to do with the Internet, right? Then it says, suppose you find yourself uh, on the enemies list uh, uh, for something you posted. Gee, I bet I'm already there. <laughs> uh, a thought you expressed, a transaction you made, what they should have put in, a radio show that you do, <laughs> or a site you visited uh, like, oh, say, PJ Media. There we go, which is this is put up by PJ Media. You will naturally want details, and you won't get them. You can't even try filing a FOIA request. That's a Freedom of Information Act request. Good luck with that. You better bring lunch. So then it says, here's another part of the bill that uh, they found no right of access. Number one, in general, no provision of this act shall be construed to create a right to obtain access to information in the possession of the federal government. So they just exempted themselves from the Freedom of Information Act. <laughs> okay? You can't do that. The whole, the whole purpose of the Freedom of Information Act is that we have the freedom to find information from the government. And they're just saying you can't. So not only have they exempted themselves from the Administrative Procedures Act, which PJ Media missed. Now, I, didn't, I missed this part. This is why I have the articles that they've exempted themselves from the Freedom of Information Act. This is staggering. Oh my God! So it's a position of government that was considered in making a determination under this act. Okay, so they can make any determination. We already proved that. Then it says inapplicability of the Freedom of Information Act. Number two, any information submitted to the federal government by a party to a covered transaction, in other words, anything they don't like, in accordance with this act, as well as any information the federal government may create. Relating to review, <laughs> what do you mean may create? Any information they create? <laughs> They're not supposed to create information. <laughs> They're actually supposed to find facts. But now they're creating information. All right. Is exempt from disclosure under this. Okay. So, you know, common, uh, under Section 552 of Title V U.S. Code, commonly referred to as the Freedom of Information Act. So they're exempt from the Administrative Procedures Act. They're exempt. I'm going to put that down, too. So this would be exempt from FOIA, too. Exempt. FOIA. This just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> this is nervous yet? You should be. With a stroke of a pen or more appropriately, a flick of a switch or a click of a button, you can be declared a threat and shut down to the discretion of the bureaucracy. Well, I hope you've enjoyed Action Radio. We will be discontinuing as soon as the government decides that I can't do this anymore, which is, again, unconstitutional. All right, so good time to call your congressperson and say, hey, stop this act. <laughs> stop it cold. Don't do it. What else can I find? Oh, here we go. Another website, uh, Electronic Front Frontier Foundation. Oh, I've read these folks before. I like these people. Jason Kelly and David Green, April 4th, so three days ago. The Broad Vague Restrict Act is a dangerous substitute for comprehensive data privacy legislation. See, that, what they really need is just the opposite, that our information is private, that is secure from government intrusion, that is secure from government uh, uh, infiltration. Now, does that mean they, they can't investigate anything? No. It's still law enforcement. If they have probable cause and get a search warrant, they can look at stuff that they deem dangerous to national security. I mean, that's due process. But this act violates due process. There is no due process under this act. None. Pianchi just called in. Let's see what he wants to say. Marco agrees with me, too. Good morning, Pianchi. What do you think of this Restrict Act? How are you doing? Well, any – you get to those uh, regulations. Any regulation that comes out of one of these agencies needs to be voted on by Congress. Well, see, that'd be a great bill. I, I, think it, I think what they've done is just the opposite. I think the current standard is if Congress does not object to a regulation, it becomes law. Well, that's not the way it should be. It should be it does not become law unless Congress affirmatively passes it and it's signed by the president. That's what it should be. Yes, any regulation, because presently you get back to that fact that 96% of the 
laws that you live under was never voted on. It's, they're passed by these by these agencies, whether it's the IRS, whether it's uh, EPA, or whether it's one or the other. Uh, huh? Where'd you get the figure ninety six percent? That seems a little high to me, but I could be wrong. I mean, it may it might be pretty no, valid. I've just never heard that figure. Think, yeah, ninety six percent of the laws you live under is nothing more than a regulation. The ATF, those regulations. Look at the ATF. One oh, after another, they come up. That whole agency is unconstitutional. Yeah. Yeah, nothing they do is legal. Uh, sp- speaking of the ATF in Waco, which is the anniversary of which is Wednesday, notice the distinct lack of coverage on the fact that the government massacred a whole bunch of people in an entire community with tanks and poison gas. Uh, gas burned them, bulldozed their bodies into the ground, and nobody paid a price for it. Do you know who the two... Uh, the, the most prominent person there, the person who ordered it, was Janet Reno. Do you know who her deputies were? Yes. Wasn't, uh, wasn't Fauci involved in that, too? Who? Fauci, he wasn't involved in that also? Oh, Fauci? No, Fauci, no, no, no. The two people most involved, besides Janet Reno, were, are you ready, Eric Holder and Merrick Garland. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah. So Eric Holder was Deputy Attorney General, and Merrick Garland was Assistant Deputy Attorney General. So they were the number two and number three people uh, in the uh, Attorney General's office. With Janet Reno, you know, the terrorist herself, you know, head of the, the, the FBI Gestapo at that time, that uh, gassed and burned and killed those people. Holder went on. Holder was the attorney general for California, and he declared the state a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's <laughs> and, a terrorist. Now listen to the. Wait a minute, hang on. Listen oh. to the. He declared the state a sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So there, there you go again. You got the Alcohol, Firearm, Tobacco Act. Then mm-hmm. the head of that makes these rules that become laws, basically that you live under. Yeah, see, all these things and regulations are challenged, you know, and, and we've talked about this before, but the biggest problem is that they're not challenged. So Eric Holder had no authority to declare California a sanctuary state, none. But he went on to become Obama's well, attorney general. See, this is the scary part. Yeah, well, they, can be, they, yeah, can, they can be challenged, but the court is going to look at the rule, and then they're going to look at the interpretation that the head of the agency came up with. They should. Each rule rule should be voted on by Congress, and I'm saying it needs to be three quarters of the Congress mm-hmm. to approve it. Well, I think all bills should be two thirds. Um, so I, I would go with that. And then if you want a three quarters for regulations, that's fine too. If you can't get enough of a, you know, half one over half is not a good enough decision because that means one under half think it's a bad idea. So one under half think it's a bad idea, and one over half think it's a good idea. That's a democracy, but we're a republic. So I think all bills should be at least two yeah, and then four-fifths for an overrider for regulations. Because if it's that good, then most people will approve of it. All right, I'm going to go back to this restrict act because I, I want to cover this before Jonathan gets here. So now, did, you get that, did it come out of the uh, NC, NACC or whatever it is that came along during the Obama administration? No, this is new. This is brand new. It's a brand new act that was just submitted to Congress. So it's not law yet. This is the, the TikTok ban okay. law that they talk about, but it's not, it's not that. It's much stronger than that. So it says here, let me get this article here. I'm going to get a little bit uh, into here. Um, okay, the broad, I'm sorry uh, for that. 
Oh, that's okay. No, no, no problem. No. But I just want to get this covered. I mean, we can talk about other stuff when Jonathan gets here, uh, and then we got uh, Dorothy in the third hour. But it, it talks about here the uh, the Restrict Act, and this is from the Electronic Frontier Foundation, which is a great organization. Jason Kelly, David Green, April 4th, three days ago. The recently introduced Restrict Act uh, rightfully is causing a lot of concern. This bill is being called the TikTok ban, but it's more complicated than that. As we wrote in our initial review, the Restrict Act would authorize the executive branch to block transactions and holdings of foreign adversaries that involve information and communication technology and create undue or unacceptable risk to national security and more. Well, the government can say anything is a national security risk. They do. They say we've explained our opposition to the Restrict Act and urged everyone who agrees to take action against it. But we've also been asked to address some of the concerns raised by others. And it says we do that in this post. So I've got to find, find their previous post um, about what they said about this initially. Then it says, uh, at its core, Restrict would exempt certain information services from the federal statute known as the Berman Amendments, which protects the free flow of information in and out of the United States and supports the fundamental freedom of expression and human rights concerns. Let me read that again. The Restrict Act would exempt certain information services, it's probably government, from the federal statute known as the Berman Amendments, which protects the free flow of information in and out of the United States. So in other words, this Restrict Act would restrict the free flow of information in and out of the United States. Well, they can't do that by the First Amendment. Then it says, and supports the fundamental freedom of expression and human rights concerns. Restrict would give more power to the executive branch and remove many of the common sense restrictions that exist under the Foreign Intelligence Services Act. That's the FISA Act. That's the one where the FISA judges got all that crazy stuff about uh, Russian collusion from the Hillary Clinton campaign. Then it says 686 would do more. EFF. The Electronic Frontier Foundation opposes the bill and encourages you to reach out to your representatives and ask them not to pass that. Well, I've already done that. Our reasons for opposition are primarily that this bill is being used as a cudgel to protect data from foreign adversaries, but under our current data privacy laws, there are many domestic adversaries engaged in manipulative and invasive data collection as well. Separately, all right, I'm not sure. I'll read that over. This seems a little more complicated. If Congress is concerned about foreign powers collecting our data, it should focus on comprehensive consumer data privacy legislation that will have a real impact and protect our data no matter what platform it's on, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, or anywhere. Uh, so, that's, so these guys are a little more, uh, more technical. So I'll get this one later. Let me see if I can find you. Another one here. Let's go to... Don't do that one. Or should we get to America? Let's get the new American. They're always good. New American, April 4th, 2023, again, three days ago. Yeah, no, wait a minute. April 4th was more than that. Today's the 17th, so many more. I got my dates wrong. Anyway, a little while ago. Restrict Act, tyranny under pretense of protection. This is by Joe Wolverton, uh, who's a lawyer. The second, Joe Wolverton, the second, J.D., lawyer, who says, in hearings conducted on the question of whether the popular video app TikTok should be banned in the United States, social media mudrakers had a field day mocking Representative Richard Hudson, Republican of North Carolina, for asking the CEO of TikTok if the company was able to access a user's home Wi-Fi network. But instead of showing his age, perhaps he was tipping his hand. Twitter timelines instantly filled with tweets mocking Hudson when he asked Chu Zhaoji if TikTok accessed the home Wi-Fi network. Of course they do, right? While people pl- uh, piled on Hudson and some of his colleagues were asking questions, that seemed to uh, witness a woeful ignorance of how smartphones, Wi-Fi, and the Internet works, I think the truth is less silly and more sinister. 
It says the Restricting the Emergence of Security Threats that Risk Information and Communications Technology Act restrict bill that would, if passed, prohibit Americans from downloading TikTok. Supporters of the measure insist that the Chinese Communist Party has influence over the company and may would demand data collection from users of the app. Okay, this is boring. I got I to gotta read these articles more. They, they look good initially, and then I, and I get into my life. That's enough of that. Uh, I think my, my critique on the bill earlier is a lot, a lot better than uh, what I'm reading here. Here's another one here. Restrict uh, at critics call for the far-reaching TikTok ban, uh, Patriot Act 2.0. This is more like it. Let's see what this one says. First off, let's be clear about one thing. The supposed TikTok ban bill, a.k.a. the bipartisan Restrict Act, does not actually ban TikTok. Well, that's interesting. The word TikTok does not appear once in the bill's 55 pages. But critics of the Restrict Act on the left and right are now sounding the alarm in a rare alignment. Okay, now we're getting interesting. Calling the measure a Patriot Act 2.0, which opens the door to unprecedented digital surveillance of Americans and gives an appointed executive panel unchecked power to censor the Internet in the United States. Okay, this is probably the, act I should have, this is the article I should have started with. So even though the measure had been temporarily stalled in the Senate after it created a contentious rift with both parties, a number of bills are floating around with similar language. Uh-oh. As might be expected, TikTok itself has been overflowing with user videos firing back at the legislation. Let's get to the good stuff. Digital rights advocates issued a sober rebuke legislation Thursday. This is boring, too. I think I do a better job myself just with the bill. I'm going to go back to the bill. This is boring me. All right. Anyway, so let's talk. We've got a few minutes. So did you hear my initial critique of this bill, 686? By chance. Or were you previously engaged in other stuff, Pianchi? Yeah, I've been engaged in quite a bit. <laughs> Especially my, new, well, here's, here's my new hobby. What's your new hobby? Home pizza making. Oh, we got to talk about that. We, we should uh, bring that up with, with uh, CJ. She'll have, uh, you know, she's a nutritionist. She can give you all kinds of, uh, all kinds of advice on that. Anyway, um, I'm not going to go through all 55 pages. This bill is huge. But the, the biggest thing that I found is what I initially talked about, that it's a wide-open bill, that it gives the Secretary of Commerce intelligence powers, that uh, they gave themselves permission to violate the Administrative Procedures Act, that they're exempt from the Freedom of Information Act, and this thing's a dangerous bill. Okay, well, I guess I covered that then. I, gotta, uh, you know, I think I find a good article, and then I start to read it a lot more carefully. I kind of skim them beforehand. I go, well, this is good. Let's put this in the show. Uh, I think I better read these over more carefully because once you actually read it on the show, it's like, oh, this is nothing. This is boring. All right. So what do you think of the leak? We've got about five minutes before Johnson gets here. What do you think of the, uh, the Ukraine leak? Do you think that's by design or do you think that was uh, uh, some rogue 21-year-old that suddenly found all this wonderful classified information? I don't know. I haven't too much followed that. Uh, hard to say. Okay. Well, uh, all right, then let me let me see what else uh, what I can cover here. Let me give a couple of announcements then, and then I might play a couple of commercials. So a couple of things are going on. One, my Substack column. Uh, I am asking for uh, a, a paid subscription if you're so interested. Everybody, um, suggesting I don't know ten dollars a month, you know, more or less, whatever whatever works for you. Also, we have a new Instagram account. Our, our wonderful uh, reporter Brianna, Brianna Cannon who's on Tuesday mornings, has created an Instagram account for us. So if you go to Instagram and you go to actionradio.citizenlegislation, uh, citizen legislature, you will find our account. So that's actionradio.citizenlegislature. You can get our, our account there. Uh, I talked about Friday night. I talked about Ukraine. I basically talked about everything I wanted to talk about. Uh, and what we're going to do more of in the next couple of days is talk about 
the lack of information on Waco. And so I'm trying to get a guest on that, and we shall see. We shall see what's happening there. So let me take a quick break before Jonathan gets here, play a few things, and it's now 7.55. I'll be right back. Greg Penglis here for my book, The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction. Everyone at some point in their life wants to learn how to fly. Few try. Even fewer go on to get a license. I believe a major reason for that is how we teach people how to fly. My book is designed to help you navigate the flight training system, but it's so much more than that. It really describes an entirely new way to teach flying. So if you've never tried a lesson or got discouraged in your training and quit for any reason, this book can help you. Don't be a rope pilot who just follows procedures. Be a thinking pilot who makes great decisions, who understands all the reasons why we do what we do. You can incorporate these principles into your own flight training at any time. The Complete Guide to Flight Instruction is featured on the Action Radio with Greg Pankless Facebook page and is available from Amazon.com. Well, that sounds good. Even better. Okay, how about your car? If you want the best service for your vehicle, please talk to James at Florida Stores Automotive. Conveniently located at 6715 Caroline Street in the historic district of Milton, Florida. Right between the Milton Bakery and the Blackwater Trail. Whether you need an oil change or an entire engine replaced, this is the place. The phone number is 850-623-6651. That's 850-623-6651. Call, ask questions, and get the information you need. Florida Stores Automotive is a full-service automotive shop for both domestic and imports, modern and classic. It is a family-owned business here in our Milton community. Open weekdays from 7.30 to 5 p.m., Florida Stores Automotive is a convenient place to keep your car maintained and on the road. Ask them about Firestone Tires and the rotation and maintenance plan. Florida Stores Automotive. I go there. You should, too. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Grave Care. And now as an affiliate of Grave Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grave Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com. That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gravecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Gravecare, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. This is Greg Penglis. So what is Action Radio? It is a radio show with its own citizen legislature. That's you, the listener. It is a fully interactive system of listeners, expert guests, social media, writing bills, legislator input, bill submission, lobbying, and citizen action. 
Action Radio is the future of talk radio using all the available technology in one completely integrated new system. You are listening to Action Radio Online with Greg Penglis. The webpage for all Action Radio shows and podcasts is blogtalkradio.com slash citizenaction. Please share our show with all your friends and family, both nationally and internationally. The guiding principle of Action Radio is this. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed. Action Radio, dedicated to fixing everything. So a couple of uh, things that are really um, intensely uh, (laughs) of interest and and need some reaction. Uh, The first of them um, is the fact, and this is Tom Renz, he's he's talking about the messenger RNA, uh, basically vaccine material that's been put in our food supply. Uh, Missouri has a bill on that. Um, I've got uh, information on that. Um, There's Jonathan, which is good. So that's a big one. I want to talk about that a little bit. But Jonathan's got a, a Fox uh, News and Dominion uh, lawsuit I want to hear about. But just to uh, let folks know, Tom Wren's newsletter, Messenger RNA is in the food. And there's a bill, Missouri House Bill number 1169, uh, the informed consent bill, which basically says we're going to tell you where the messenger RNA is, just like they tell you about uh, growth hormone, all the other stuff in food. And hopefully organic uh, will be changed so that doesn't happen. The other thing. Uh, that's, that's interesting is our bill. We have a bill that was just released. Uh, it was written by uh, Dr. Judy Mikevitz and one of our listeners, uh, Linda, who got together actually on the air, strategized about it. Uh, Linda actually wrote the bill herself, and then uh, I just uh, rearranged it a little bit by putting our bill, which is about four lines, you know, above the current law, which is about 30 pages. And so we replaced 30 pages of law with about four lines. Uh, let's bring in Jonathan Mosley, uh, our legal reporter and uh, expert on all things constitutional and the workings of, of uh, Washington, D.C., which is almost the unworkings of Washington, D.C., and uh, see what's going on. Jonathan, good morning. How are you doing? Well, it's a good point. <clears throat> it's uh, hard to believe how, how much, like, D.C. is does not work the way it's supposed to work, or others would say is designed to fool you and not be what they pretend to be. And anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to try to give a preview because, you know, we tend to wander, so maybe it would help us if I give oh, us some ideas. Let's, let's be like organized to, this morning. Let's try to be organized and see what happens. <laughs> well, let's see. So um, you asked me to look into the TikTok bill or the restrict bill. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I've had... Um, well, I'd love to have good news this Monday morning where it's very rainy and dark and gloomy and where I am. But um, anyway, so um, and, and so, the, you know, the Restrict Act is not good news. And the um, then also there was supposed to be a lawsuit beginning a trial beginning today against Fox News. But. Hmm. Um, the judge in Delaware, and remember, you have to understand that Delaware is not just a nice, cute little uh, state with nice um, speeches and things. It is, you know, it is the playground of the Biden crime family and, and yeah. all of their crimes um, back to 2008 and 
you know, I saw some things help, um, helping Christine O'Donnell and, and, and she did and that, um, you know, that really they're pulling the strings and they, uh, it, throughout, not just in, in a particular case, but just across the board, it's like Delaware is sort of like, um, <clears throat> you know, the, um, home turf, uh, of the Brian Biden crime syndicate. And, um, um, we've had warnings and things like that. So anyway, there's uh, Fox News is in a Delaware courtroom, um, which is, of course, rather absurd. And um, it's it's, uh, it's absurd in so many different ways. So <clears throat> the um, um, so they had a. Uh, um, they had a, a, a postponement for un, unidentified reasons, <clears throat> and um, they, uh, um, you know, we'll talk about. But I, I think that the the future of the country, the conservative movement, the MAGA movement, any hope of restoring our our, our, our country is at stake, because if Fox News goes down to you know to a, a uh, $1.5 billion lawsuit, uh, not only will it cripple <clears throat> the available availability of the truth, no matter how flawed you may feel Fox News is, but it's going to, it's going to basically kill all, um, all uh, um, journalism that is not just in service of the state uh, because nobody else is going to want to, uh, to, um, um, risk that and I'll explain you know some of the details and and third I thought I might go through a little bit <clears throat> of the the tremendous rains in Fort Lauderdale Florida just very briefly huh. although only partly legal right. and I don't know if you if you uh you know where you want to start with those um I always try to try to deal with the shortest one first but it never ends up that way we end up uh, No 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 I always, always go for the most important so I, I think the Fox lawsuit is probably the the place to go and then I covered the restrict act in the first hour um I I actually went over the act itself there's a couple of fascinating things I want to ask you about that um but uh, I had some articles that I thought were better than they were as I as I got into them as I was like, these these really suck so I I've gotten rid of those but uh, I've got the act itself and there's two key provisions of it um, we can talk about. But, uh, well, let's do well, let's, 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 you want to do that one first? Um, well, since you've already talked about it a bit, maybe we can just continue it. Um, okay. <clears throat> the, the Restrict Act. Um, my reading of the anti-TikTok ban or uh, the Restrict Act is that this is the Scary Poppins bill. Now, people hmm. may remember that Nina Jankowicz, Oh, yeah, I remember her. To be the Department of Homeland Security head of disinformation. And everybody everybody was concerned, A, about her, because she she had this uh, rather bizarre um, rewording of um, of a Mary Poppins song uh, to talk all about um, disinformation. Mm -hmm. Um, And sort of in the ridiculous over-exuberance to say this um, Dylan Mulvaney, whatever his name is, <clears throat> not just her, her delivery was sort of, you know, excessively over the top. And so so, so she, she earned the nickname on the right of Scary Poppins. <laughs> but people also 
didn't trust her as a an arbiter of um, of disinformation based upon her her record. And they also were asking the question, what in the world is the Department of Homeland Security doing with a disinformation board in the first place? Mm, and we're seeing that there, that, there, that there are these efforts all throughout <clears throat> government in the United States and international. And, you know, what we're finding out about <clears throat> the massive censorship of, uh, of political speech is really um, – well, I think of science fiction examples, but, you know, the, the infection has already spread. You know, it's, it's, like finding, it's like finding somebody has cancer and it's already spread to like 100 different places. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what's going on <clears throat> with censorship and, and the war on free speech by, by the left. Um, <clears throat> so, um, um, so anyway, there, there's this disinformation board. And part of that, you know, part of the issue was is that there's no uh, authorization. Not only does it violate the First Amendment, but there's no authorization in the first place uh, for all of these efforts that the left just thinks is thinks now. I mean, the, the shocking thing is how the left says these crazy things, mm-hmm. and as if they're normal, as if <laughs> like, well, of course we have to control this information. But no, that is. You know, that is the biggest threat to democracy you could ever have. Um, it is by definition a threat to democracy. But anyway, <clears throat> so everything that that the the DHS disinformation board and all these efforts had no legal authority to do, the Restrict Act would give them that authority. So this this is the this is the authorization of Nina Jankowitz bill. It, it, you know, I don't see how it has much to do at all with TikTok. TikTok, I mean, really, now TikTok was raised a lot by the right, or I mean, the supposed, you know, well, I, I call them DPRs just to get people's attention. Democrats pretending to be Republicans. Um, <clears throat> so we have Republicans, you know, who are outraged about China spying on us through this tip, TikTok app. <clears throat> and, um, Instead, that has just been the COVID and, you know, the crisis and the Restrict Act is, is the loss of our liberty that we have to <clears throat> suffer because of the threat of Chinese surveillance. So we have the crisis and we have the, the uh, government overreactions designed to take away our, our, our constitutional rights. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, you know, I think that from what I hear, TikTok in the hands of Chinese uh, security is a bad thing, but this is worse. Well, and, this has nothing to do with TikTok. This, uh, you started off saying that uh, it has, it's not, TikTok isn't mentioned in this. That's the cover story. That's, uh, that's like saying, I'm trying to be a good example. Well, just, I'll, just, I'll just say what it is. TikTok, this is not a TikTok bill. Or the don't say gay bill, which didn't say gay. It didn't say anything about it. You know, in other words, these are labels that are put on to hide the real purpose. Uh, PJ Media calls this a Trojan horse bill. And I found some things in here that are really staggering. Uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of curious to get your reaction. But uh, let me get, to, let me get your, your, your summary of the act. And then I got some specifics I found uh, reading through it that I, I want to ask you about. Without spending, you know, a, a full 
law school class on the details of the bill. You know, the big, I got three questions. Summary, Just three, three the parts. The biggest summary is, is, <laughs> yeah, like, is like we see with everything else is these vague, ambiguous terms mm-hmm. that will be interpreted any way the government bureaucrats want. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, so really, you know, really this could be called the, the uh, nameless, fameless, nameless, faceless, unelected bureaucrats empowerment bill, because like everything else, <laughs> like, like everything else that Congress does, they're so vague and poorly worded and poorly thought out that <clears throat> they, uh, it just allows the, the bureaucrats to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So it mean it mean it means whatever the bureaucrats want it to mean. It allows them to do anything they want to do, and there's there's no there are no standards. And and like we've talked about here, the the approach of of the courts has been, well, when Congress passed this law, it must have meant something. Mm-hmm. So where we can't make heads or tails of it, then the government agency makes up its own interpretation we're gonna we're gonna let the government the bureaucrats decide what the law means mm-hmm. you know so that's the that's the <clears throat> the problem throughout all of this well that's what Pianchi was talking about that uh <laughs> Pianchi's point and i agree with him that all regulations should be uh, voted on by congress in the affirmative or at best a better situation two-thirds or three-quarters um, before they actually uh, become law. Now, what's the current situation? I, I the last thing I remember is that if Congress does not vote against a regulation, it becomes it has the effect of law. What's the current state of that in Congress? Do you know? Well, again, that's all up in the air in terms of the way the way the courts have interpreted it. Um, oh, okay. Um, and, and this is what burns me up, where things don't, where the courts don't follow any known law. They, um, we begin uh, historically with the non-delegation doctrine, which says that a, a, you know, certain authorities cannot delegate their core responsibilities to other, other actors. And one of those examples is the legislative uh, process. We start with the idea that a... Um, that the legislature cannot delegate uh, legislative authority to any other agency that that has not uh, been explicitly granted it. And um, especially in in the sense that it states that it violates the architecture, one case puts it, of the Constitution, Congress makes laws. And so delegation by Congress or implied by the courts that, that does violence to that structure is also improper. And then we develop this idea. It's like, well, you know, we, 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 let, we, let, regu- we let regulators fill in the gaps. So if, uh, you know, if as long as there's, there's enough standards in the law to figure out um, what Congress meant, uh, the agency has a superior uh, ability to understand the subject matter. So when the, when the regulators, the, the bureaucrats, say, well, here's how you should do it, um, and they issue regulations on how to implement it, 
then then they'll say, well, that's not violating the non-delegation doctrine. That's um, just filling in the gaps. And because Congress didn't specify how to do it, they intended for the for the uh, you know for the the regulators to to add details to it that that you know fill that fill it in. And basically, some things that you, we need to be aware of. First of all, is um, what was what if you if you bet, if you unpack that thinking, what it what we're saying is is that Congress wrote a crappy law. So we're gonna so and the courts say, okay, I'm gonna put the the law in front of me on my uh, on my desk or on the bar, and say, okay, what does this law say? And they say, well, we don't know what the heck it says. So when the, you know, and at that point, the court should say and has at times, again, all of these rules depends on whose ox is being gored. Um, Lady justice is always peaking. Um, So if, if the, if the effect of any rule or approach is to expand government power towards a left-wing society, these rules don't apply. They, you know, they, they apply consistently at all times. Um, so the so the courts have said, look, we're not here to rewrite your laws. It's a bad law. We don't know what it means. So we're going to strike the law down. You know, in effect, they're saying um, we're going to send it back to Congress, but they don't actually have the power to send it back. They just strike it down. Hmm. So, um, so the, the, what they're supposed to do is saying this this bill is incomprehensible, and so um, you know it, it ha- we're going to invalidate it. But when the regulators come along and say, "Well, we're going to we're going to rewrite the law to fix it," <clears throat> the very thing courts have said we're not allowed to do. We are not exactly. We are not here. We're not allowed to fix the crappy law that that Congress wrote. Except when we want to, you know, when we want to, then then we can rewrite the law the way the way uh, we want it to. And the, when the regulators basically rewrite the law put by adding details and procedures, uh, the Supreme Court has said, "Well, that's okay." You know, we'll 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 we'll. I mean, in effect, what they're doing is they're treating the the law as they're treating the regulation by the bureaucrats as what Congress should have written if they were doing their job. You know, if they weren't sloppy, probably half drunk from uh, lobbyist lunches and everything mm-hmm. else and wrote this, this worthless piece of, of, <clears throat> of incomprehensible gobbledygook. Um, this is what they, they should have said. So we're going to let the, the regulator just fill in whatever, you know, the bureaucrats fill in whatever they want as if Congress passed the law, which they didn't. So we now have a law written by bureaucrats who are answerable to nobody, whose names we will probably never know, um, and they're passing the law without any authority under the Constitution or any, anywhere else. And the courts are saying, sure, why not? And um, this, of course, we also should remember uh, political history is important because um, – the progressive left, going back a century or, or century and a half, 
it has always been about scientific this and scientific that. You know, all of the absurdities of the Soviet Union, just like the absurdities today, transgenderism, um, climate change and everything, it's always sold under this veneer of scientific. The, <clears throat> the, Soviet, the Soviet Union sold all of its communist abuses as being, being scientific, and which, of course, really has nothing to do with anything scientific remotely. Um, and um, the, uh, the idea of this uh, government of bureaucrats with, where there's, three, uh, there's four branches of government, you know, the, the neutral, non-political experts are um, the fourth branch of government. And that's good. You know, and that, that's the whole, you know, the whole um, explosion of the, 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 the New Deal and FDR and FDRism and, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And the whole thing was is that we're going to set up all these bureaucrats who, you know, are experts in their fields. Um, which, of course, is flawed in so many ways, because being an expert does not mean one has good faith in mind or is honest or, is, or their goals are, um, are good goals. Um, you know, Dr. Mengele was an expert in, uh, in uh, frightening Frankenstein experiments of, of uh, prisoners of war, especially Jews. He, was, he, he would qualify as an expert, but he was an evil monster. So, um, but, but, so we've got this whole ethic from FDR, the FDR era and, and on, and it won't die, that the experts should decide these things. And we saw all that with COVID, like listen to the science, which means listen to the scientists. The particular, but, but not the scientists we don't like. Only the scientists would say what we want them to say. You should you have to listen to the science. Um, <clears throat> so, so the idea of regulations and agency interpretations that completely change what uh, the law actually says comes from that whole mentality. You know, that this massive movement that has gripped our nation. So to have, you know, to, to all these academics, experts, politicians, you know, think tanks and everything else, having the government agencies decide what the law means, well, that's a good thing, you know, because, because, that, because they're the experts. And instead of what I would say is, you know, Congress is too lazy to write a good bill. And so now they want, you know, they want someone else to write the bills they should have written. Well, that's what we do. <laughs> that's our job here is to write the yeah. bills that the, they refuse to write, and we do them better. They're more concise. They're more right. logical. They're more systematic. They go by title and section. We only say exactly what we have to say. We don't say any more. Um, we just released a bill on uh, getting rid of all pres- prescription drug ads. It's four sentences long. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and, 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 there, and there's a – and, you know, there, there's basic legal drafting that mm-hmm. goes into some of these things. It's like if you mm-hmm. say, if you say, well, someone, someone is entitled to health care. That's a passive voice. It's like, you know, a, a, an actual voice would be, you know, you over there have to pay this person's health care. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're vague and they're, um, they're passive voice and they're nonspecific. They're vague aspirations. 
you know, they're not, they, they violate, you know, the, the, the bills they write violate all the basic concepts of, you know, of legal writing, mm-hmm. you know, which, you, you know, if you say somebody, somebody should do something that's not enforceable. Hmm. Um, anyway, so the, the, the restrict act, the anti TikTok bill, which doesn't mention TikTok, uh, <laughs> just like, you know, in, in January 6th, a lot of these civil lawsuits were against, um, were brought under the KKK Act. Well, there is no KKK Act, you know, but they thought that's okay. Um, you know, we're going to pretend that it's about the KKK when it clearly is not, and it doesn't mention the KKK. Um, so um, anyway, so, so, the, so the problem with the Restrict Act and the anti-TikTok bill that's not an anti-TikTok bill is that it's just all these vague aspirations that 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 allow the <clears throat> the government you know the government agencies to do whatever they want. Uh, for example, they they have the the right to mitigate disinformation, um, and, and and they they go with the hook that it's from overseas. But of course, like everything else in the law and politics, what is limited to disinformation from overseas will you know will morph into any disinformation because, you know, if, it, if it's it disinformation from overseas, then in order to really stop it, I have to stop all disinformation, including once it once it's snuck into the country. And then, of course, disinformation means truths we don't like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so so the thing is, is that, is that it, it just gives broad sweeping powers without standards to people who are drunk on power and have proven they can't be trusted to um, to uh, follow you know any any rationality when it comes to uh, what you know implementing what is said in the <clears throat> in the bill. I mean, I mean it, it's like uh, you know. So um, well, let me let me ask you a couple of questions on it here because some of this stuff has just been bugging me, and then I want to get on to the the, the Fox Dominion which is a fascinating uh, case. Uh, it was just delayed. Let's start at the very beginning. Senate Bill 686, to authorize the Secretary of Commerce to review and prohibit certain transactions between persons in the United States and foreign adversaries and for other purposes. My two questions are, first of all, when did the Secretary of Commerce become an, a domestic surveillance intelligence office and are other purposes? <laughs> this goes to your vague language, right? If it's for other purposes, mm-hmm. they can do anything they want. But when did the Secretary of Commerce become uh, a domestic spy agency? Or well, it, 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 it isn't, and that's the problem. But the, but the thing, I mean, that's why this is, this is the censorship. This is the, this, this is the George Orwell bill of, of 2023. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, this, this, is, this is beginning to establish the Ministry of Truth. And, mm. and if people don't know what I'm talking about, if you weren't required to read George Orwell in school, you really need to get a copy of of George Orwell's 1984 and other books, and and read them because the um a lot they the because George Orwell's 1984 was written as a warning, but the left has taken it as a how-to book. Exactly. So uh, Did, there was another one too that uh, about vote fraud, the 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 the, the Carter uh, report on vote fraud about mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting that was supposed to warn against not doing it. 
It's like it's all the current practices. So it's exactly the same thing. Yeah, this is uh, this is the the how-to manual on how to oppress your population. Yeah. So so anyway, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, the, the, what, what they're what they're saying on the Department of Commerce is that, um, although even even that, I'm not I, I'm I'm doubtful. But the idea is to make the is to have the Department of Commerce have the ability to block commercial transactions with like TikTok. You know, they, well, what's they, a commercial um, transaction? Even, is that anytime you're involved with it? Yes. Okay. And, and one of the questions raised by the Electronic uh, Freedom Foundation is, does that mean that you personally, if you access, um, well, you probably, our audience probably wouldn't be accessing TikTok except to laugh at them. <laughs> um, now, you know, this, this could shut down libs, libs of TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, I should say libs of TikTok is a good one. Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, and I, but, I, I had an article by them up, but I, I found it, uh, you know, like I say, I, sometimes I don't read the articles as carefully as I should. I, get, I actually read them on the air. It's like, oh, this is kind of boring. <laughs> you know, but maybe there's something in there that I missed. That's the ones I sent you or that I have in special investigation. Well, one of the things they say is that, mm-hmm. is that it's not clear whether the bill would authorize the Department of Commerce to prohibit the activities or transactions of um, – you know, within the United States of hostile foreign actors or it would punish Americans who access the, for, the foreign actor, actors. Well, how do they do you know, that? Is there, uh, is there like a punishment clause or do they restrict? Are they closed on the websites? Is there imprisonment, fines? How do they do? What how do they enforce this? Well, they, it, it authorizes the Department of Commerce to take any action necessary to mitigate you know, to the uh, effects of foreign, um, I mean, this is basically the, you know, the Russia hoax, too, is in here. Um, so this is, um, uh, you know, what, what Don Benzino calls, you know, he's calling it a PP tape uh, hoax. Uh, so, um, so it says that they, can, they got, that they can do whatever they need to do to mitigate the influence of, um, disinformation from hostile foreign powers. That would, and that that is so broad. And the way that the courts deal with it is that it would take, um, you know, it would allow them to trace, you know, say say something crosses our borders, which is nominally what the bill is supposed to offer, is supposed to empower the Department of Commerce to regulate. But then this disinformation that happens to be true is, um, um, it, but uh, it, it's kind of like distemper among babies. Like it's information that they it gives them dis distemper. Dis, um, they um, um, it, it migrates throughout American society. So this vague language of mitigating the effects, could, you know. Could, could and will be interpreted to um, to censor any reoccurrence of that disinformation as it travels through American society. And so, well, so, so yeah, yes, they could charge American citizens for repeating information, even if even if the American citizens came up with it independently, 
you know, because what they'll say is like, oh, you're, you're repeating Russia's talking points. No, I analyzed it and I came up with this on my own. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're going to lie because lying is what they do. Um, so, um, you know, I think one of the Saturday Night Live political activists, you know, talked about the um, lying liars who lie. And uh, yeah. that's what leftists are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. What What were you asking? Well, I need to focus in because I want to get onto the, the the Fox thing, and we're going to run out of time here, as we usually do. Um, section three uh, talks. It's, the title is addressing information and communication technology products and services that pose undue or unacceptable risk. Well, there's nothing in section three in the title that says foreign. It just says addressing information and communications technology products and services. Well, that could be anything, and then it says that pose undue or unacceptable risk. Well, that could be anything too. So let's focus. I want to just focus in and really get some short answers to these things here. But that where where's the foreign stuff? They, they've totally departed from the the purpose of their bill. Well, that's that's in the purpose, and that's that's the idea. Is that people? Congress assumes people won't read past the headlines. They're assuming that you know that that nobody will read the actual substance of the bill. They'll just read the purpose and go, "Oh, that sounds so nice." You want to you want to do nice things, yeah. but if you read you know if you read the body of the bill, that's not what it says at all. Yeah, let me let me you give know, you another is, one here. This is typical. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So then oh, it says no, in general, it says in general, the secretary in consultation with the relevant executive department and agency heads. So in other words, the secretary of commerce, who's not an intelligence officer, uh, can go talk to any executive department or agency head they want, because it doesn't specify, is authorized to and shall take action to identify, deter, disrupt, prevent, prohibit, investigate, or otherwise mitigate, in other words, anything they want, uh, including by negotiating, entering into, or imposing and enforcing any mitigation measure, again, unlimited authority, to address any risk from any covered transaction, in other words, anything they want, by any person, uh, or with respect to any property, that's interesting. I guess they can seize property subject to the jurisdiction of the United States, which is the whole country that the secretary determines. What? Not just, not just the whole country. It could be, oh, more than the whole country. It could be any, any reporter operating outside the country, any <clears throat> facilities, equipment. Right. Go ahead. Your question? Well, the question it's is, uh, well, it's not my question. I just want to point out this is absolutely unlimited authority. None of it's legal. None of it's constitutional. And yet here it is in this bill. How come, you know, you, you would think that uh, a decent gelding Republican would have said this is unconstitutional, that we're not even going to take this up for a vote. But, of course, they haven't said that yet. But that's but that clause alone. Are, yeah. But it's the, it's, the, it's the gelding Republicans who are pushing this. Because, again, they're going by the purpose. Well, we have to stop TikTok at TikTok. And, again, TikTok is the COVID-19 of this crisis. That's what I said. We have to take take away your liberties because so there's a crisis and never, you know, oh, we created a crisis. I mean, I still don't understand what the problem is with TikTok. I I mean, if ever there was an example of saying, if you don't like TikTok, don't use it. If you don't want your data going to China, yeah. If you don't like your data, if you don't like your data going to China, don't use TikTok. Okay, problem solved. Or look at it on right. Facebook, and which you know, which uh, I guess I guess distributes it. But I don't want to watch TikTok anyway. Huh. They're saying, well, TikTok is bad for children. Well, you're the damn parent. <laughs> you know? Okay. 
So, you yeah. know, you want the government to be the parents of your children is what you're saying. Let me give you, yeah, let me give you a couple more here. Uh, this is section 3C, interfering in or altering the results, or here's a good one, or reported results of a federal election. So I call this the Mike Lindell clause. So anybody, mm-hmm. and I, I talked about in this first hour. All right, let me break this clause right now. Brandon's not the president. <laughs> okay, he's a fraud. The election was stolen in a coup. I have just broken section 3C, uh, the reported result of a federal election. However, notice also how, what does reported mean? Because oh, all I, of these civil lawsuits over January 6th and the criminal things, they uh-huh. specifically say that by November 9th, uh, the news media had declared mm-hmm. Biden the winner. The news mm-hmm. media doesn't decide our presidency. <laughs> See, how about that? I mean, That's a good point. I mean, wh- who cares what the media says? Mm-hmm. You know, the, me- the me- I mean, the me- having... Freedom of information is, is critically important, mm-hmm. but but the, but the, but the news media saying we think Joe Biden won um, Arizona that has no legal effect. They have a right to say it, mm-hmm. and and they better say, you know, to do their job, not because of law or constitution, but just to be able to to, to perform a service. They better be able to say why. You know, here here we're going to break down why we think. You know, person X won the presidency in in Arizona. You know, to to have value to their to their work. But um, but you know, their declaration of who's the winner of Arizona has no legal effect whatsoever. Yeah. And yet the the the, the Department of Justice and the various lawsuits are all talking about. You know, they talk about the timeline of what happened, mm-hmm. and they include the the, the news media media's opinion of who won the presidency um, as part of their case. So what does reported mean? Hmm. You know, does it, does it mean officially determined or does it mean that, you know, um, you know, David Dinesh, uh, Dinesh D'Souza reports on his podcast that, uh, you know, yeah, 2000 um, mules. Yeah. That's a report. Yeah. Well, but right. it doesn't even have to be media. I mean, it can be any any report. So, in other words, if you disagree right. with so, who the government with who the government says won the election, you're guilty of violating this act. Right. So, if I declare that, uh, well, you know, that's all, um, all of us on the show. Uh, <laughs> right. That uh, you know that, that Trump has won Pennsylvania, and I'll mm-hmm. show you why. Mm-hmm. They would count that underreported. So, this is the problem when you see these vague, open-ended words. Mm-hmm. People really have to be sensitized to uh, to this. Let me give you another one. You're going to um, love this one. All right, go ahead. No, go ahead. Section four, number three, administrative procedure requirements inapplicable. Subpart two of chapter five and chapter seven of the title United States Code, commonly known as the Administrative Procedure Act, shall not apply to any referral by the secretary to the president of a covered holding. So much for that act. <laughs> right. So what that what, yeah. what that means is is the courts mm-hmm. cannot review any decision. Look, they're 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 exempting this law from judicial review. But as okay, well so as that's, protection. 
Yeah, see, this is your thing, but if don't they aren't they required to follow procedures? And I, I mentioned this the first hour: public comment, investigation stuff, you know, due process, things like that. But the, the administrative procedures are actually a safeguard for us, isn't it? Yeah, well, well, it, it's a limitation on power because the Administrative Procedure Act says that when when um, bureaucracies do as you were describing earlier, they have to follow certain safeguards, which they mm-hmm. don't. And um, so, yeah. All right. Here's another one. This is from the PJ Media article. And I don't know. It says Section 2. I'm not sure which, which, uh, which uh, title it's under. It says, Inapplicability of FOIA. Any information submitted to the federal government by a party to a covered transaction in accordance with this act, as well as information in the federal government, may create <laughs> in, uh, relating to the review of the covered transaction is exempt from disclosure under Section 552 of Title V of the United States Code, commonly referred to as the Freedom of Information Act. They've exempt themselves from that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wouldn't that tell the average citizen everything they need to know about this bill? Mm-hmm. Told me. We want to hide. We want to hide what we're doing. Yep. So, I mean, why would you hide what you're doing if this is good for America? Yeah. And by the way, if it comes to to any national security information Mm -hmm. or sources of methods of information, that already has exemptions in FOIA. Um, You know, inviting the government to lie and say that something is we had a FOIA case with Larry Clayman where they say there was an ongoing investigation like 30 years after the fact. So we can't give you this information. And it was, to, it was the individual, our client, who was asking about himself. And um, they said, no, we can't give it to you uh, on the grounds of an ongoing investigation. See, that's another thing. There's no law that says that they, they can hide behind this, 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 uh, this idea. They say it all the time, and every weenie in Congress says, oh, I guess so. It's a, I said an ongoing investigation. I said, we, we need to know that your investigations ongo properly. I mean, that's what I would say. If I was sitting on that, uh, the desk there. The Freedom of Information Act does have different broad categories, you know, saying, you know, please abuse the following exemptions and lie about them. Um, and um, so, so the idea of exempting the, the Restrict Act or the Scary Poppins Bill from, um, uh, from FOIA has no possible justification. If you say, oh, we might have information about uh, an intelligence operation of another country. Well, you're already covered under that. That's already in the Freedom of Information Act. There's no reason to exempt you know, to hide all of this, I mean, uh, you know, mushrooms grow in darkness. And, you know, black mold grows in moist, wet darkness. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're, you know, what the government is doing here. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think we pretty much discovered this. this, this <laughs> I think we've covered this act. So if anybody wants to refer to it, to the first two, the first uh, hour and, and uh, second uh, three quarters of an hour pretty much trash this thing as a bunch of unconstitutional, tyrannical, big state, big government, uh, right. dangerous and, and uh, material. Me, yeah, go ahead. And let me, let me re- re- repeat that this is not a Republican-Democrat. Um, as Don Bengino says, there yeah. are Republicans who are really Democrats, but there are no Democrats who are really Republicans. 
I mean, the fact that the fact is that Repu- the fact that Republicans are pushing this bill doesn't mm-hmm. mean it's good. It may it, yeah. it may it may mean they're stupid. They or push it may the Patriot Act. People. They push the Patriot Act. Yeah. They push Russia. I mean, Ukraine money. They push all kinds. They push the all the wars that were stupid. Ukraine, uh, Iraq, and Afghanistan. The Republicans. You know, I mean, the, there's the deep state and there's the the House Freedom Caucus. That's that's kind of how I divide Congress right now. Right. There's two Republican parties. Is the way I describe it. Okay. It that makes sense. Since yeah. At least 1964. One one of them is just the deep state and it's evil and needs to be destroyed. And when they say Trump is going to destroy, you know, the Republican Party, my response is about time. <laughs> exactly. You know? Yeah, I'm a Goldwater. Uh, well, I'm an anti-federalist now. That's my new claim for for a political affiliation because they All seem right. to make the most sense. Let's get on this, this. Tell me about this Fox and Dominion thing, because we know Dominion. Oh, cheats. The we know is, they rigged the elections and uh, we, you know, so go ahead. Well, tell me about that one. Let me let me put this into context, which is why um, which is why this is so dangerous to the country mm-hmm. is, um, you know, Dominion, Dominion um, voting system, whether they produce correct results or not, the evidence is their, their software is crap. So they um, want to sell bad, bad software. Nobody's ever heard of them. I mean, well, the, the people, who are in the in the, the the circle have heard of them, but you know they claim to have lost one and a half billion dollars when you know basically they just sold bad software. And nobody knows who they are now. They this is their data, you know, to dance in the sun by claiming victimhood. They've sued everybody, all of them for one point five billion dollars, which um, they, you know in a lawsuit it's not like a switch. If you win the lawsuit, you don't get a $1.5 billion. You have to prove how much did you actually lose. Um, so they just made that number the, up or something or what? I'm sure they did. Because I mean, how, how can you sue like, I don't know, roughly 10 different lawsuits all claiming $1.5 billion in damage? That would be $15 billion in damage across hmm. all the lawsuits. So, yeah, they just made it up. Um, okay. But the thing is, is that a defamation lawsuit is like everything else I've said. The courts, w- when there is a law or legal principle that has the danger of giving ordinary citizens as the owners of this country the power to control their country and to put things back on track, the courts have systematically sliced it apart. Mm-hmm. And defamation is one of those. There are so many trap doors in a defamation lawsuit that they will deny it. And remember, Larry Klayman, when I worked for Freedom Watch and originally from Judicial Watch, he would sue everybody for defamation. And I, I would have to sit and go through the answers of some of the biggest and best law firms in the country Wow. Um, opposing the defamation lawsuit. So I got a chance to see all of the, you know, I got, I got an education from the best often because I was trying to have to respond to them. And so there are so many ways that defamation no longer exists, unless you're a conservative. And so with Fox News, for example, uh, the courts have made it very clear that opinion is not, is not actionable as defamation. 
you know, and, and they have then expanded the meaning of, of, of opinion to where basically anything is an opinion, even if it's clearly not. So, um, you know, if I, if I say that this coworker is stupid, mm-hmm. um, they'll say, well, that's a characterization. It's an opinion. <laughs> that's not a, that, that's not a statement of fact. It, you know, it, it, it's not unless they are in fact accountable. stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, I think so. Um, or if you say that so-and-so is a crook mm-hmm. and you say, well, that's just a over the top hyperbole. That's just a, you know, a, a characterization. That's not actually asserting a fact. Um, and the thing is, is that Fox news, like, I mean, w- what is, okay. Give you five seconds. What is the motto of Fox news? Oh, fair and balanced. Well, okay. But there's another one. <laughs> Excuse me. Is we report, you decide. Oh no, I hadn't heard that one. <laughs> it's probably out there somewhere. Oh my god! But, uh, oh my god! Well, I guess you don't watch. Fox I don't watch news. a lot of Fox Nobody. News. I'm a, uh, the only thing I watch is Tucker Carlson, right. and I can't get. I have to get it on Rumble because my 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 uh, Roku doesn't carry it live. There's no live Fox News on it. Uh, right. So, that's, you know. that's your problem. No, but, okay. but their motto <laughs> is their motto oh, is we report, you decide. Uh huh. And that's, that's not, not Newsmax. Not just, Newsmax has something similar to that too. Maybe, but but the thing is, it's like uh-huh. news media is supposed to, is not. I mean, so they're saying that that that's, that they're suing the um, they're suing Fox News and and some of their big on air talent mm-hmm. for falsely claiming this, that, and the other thing about Dominion lawsuit. Not just that they got it wrong or that their software flipped uh, votes or it, you know it crashed. Well, or, do they have the opportunity um, to prove it's true though? That's the thing. I know that the judge is. is uh, Push this off for a while, but the biggest defense of defamation, if you're if you're insulting somebody, you know, is the truth. So if Dominion was yeah, in but, fact throwing the election, well, the and they're, they're, they they yeah. have internet capability, then that's the defense, right? Right. Um, unless okay. you have lawyers who are who are idiots. And and oh, the, this always uh, comes and, back to and, yeah yeah. And a chairman who so basically Fox News has already admitted that the election wasn't stolen. They've already, well, that's they've stupid. already, be, 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 yes, that's stupid. Um, but the point, but the thing is, is that, um, is that uh, journalists are not supposed to tell you that the election was stolen. They're supposed to say, we now go to this. But that's this. not a you know, law. Like, that's not a requirement. I mean, that's a standard. We used to believe that uh, there was objective journalism, but that went out uh, when the liberals took over the, the right, news but, media and but, started but reporting. Of, yeah, go ahead. But, but there's, there's no requirement to be objective. If you, right? if you have, if you have you know, shocking reports from, uh-huh. uh, from an expert who claims uh-huh. that uh, Dominion uh, inaccurately tallied votes, uh, uh-huh. Uh, you know, Jeff, what do you have for us? And like, like here's so-and-so who has done a, a forensic analysis, and here's what he found. Mm-hmm. They're not supposed to tell you what happened as the ethics of journalism. They're supposed to report, this guy did a report, and this is what he found. That's What's wrong with Fox that? That's not Fox News saying it. Oh. Well, it's, oh, it's not wrong. It's okay. Fox News is not saying that. They're saying there's a guy who says this, and then they and then and they will they'll say we 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 asked uh, 
the other side to come on and give their side, but so far we haven't heard from them. You'll hear that phrase over and over and over again. The, a journalist is supposed to be, we report, mm-hmm. you decide. So the idea that Fox News said anything about Dominion at all hmm. is, is, is monstrously evil. And, and, because, and, it, and, it, and that's why this represents the death of, 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 the, of the free press, the death of the news media, of whatever's left of it, and mm-hmm. the death of freedom and free speech in America. Because if I, if I interview, you know, one guy and said, you know, and say, um, who says, he went and watched his vote flip on the screen. And then you interview the secretary, you know, the election official of that county says, no, we haven't heard, had any problems like that. Mm-hmm. That's what journalists do. And so if, if, if and, and this, the judge in Delaware, again, the playground of the Bidens, has mm-hmm. already refused to dismiss this lawsuit mm-hmm. on those kinds of grounds. They're holding Fox News responsible for reporting on what other people were saying. And reporting yeah, see, I, on I what, you know, for example, that's a whole different angle. I never even thought of, but it makes perfect sense. But uh, but well, even if the, even if that weren't the case, you know, Fox News, if they make a mistake, because because news media makes mistakes all the time, then they just issue a retraction or a correction. I mean, the New York Times has to do that every time well, they, they do a story, pretty much. That's another thing. Under New York Times versus Sullivan, the president's case, Dominion is a public figure. Dominion voting system. By mm-hmm. both by putting itself into the middle of the new of public concern mm-hmm. and competing for for government grants in, and, and in, in taking a public role, even though it's not a politician, it's not a, a Hollywood movie star. It is a it is a public figure, and news about Dominion is a matter of public concern. Therefore. Um, Dominion, therefore, Dominion would have to prove, if we actually follow the law anymore, they would have to prove that. Um, and again, it's, you know, on that last point, the fault is the judge. You know, it, it's like if, if I know that this judge is going to hand out, you know, uh, wads of cash to anybody who comes with a certain claim, and my client wants it. I'm going to have to say, okay, you know, I'll go to the, I'll go to the, to this soft judge, and he'll hand me the cash. So it's the job of the of the judge to say no, hell no, and get out of my courtroom. Um, but we don't follow the law anymore, and so uh, and hmm. you know, but at least depending on whose ox is being gored. And so, um, so the thing is, is that they have to prove actual malice. You have to, you've heard that it's almost impossible to sue a politician or a government official and um, Dominion doesn't qualify, doesn't qualify. They, uh, they, they can't file a defamation lawsuit. And like I say, I've read so many other lawsuits on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, you know, any other lawsuit, it would be dismissed because, you know, Larry Klayman is a public figure or this person is a public figure. You, you lose. You're out of here. Um, but not here. Uh, so, um, you know, and when there's public controversy, 
that's also an exception, like having um, being a public figure. Um, being a public figure is one. Being a legitimate news story is another. And they both have the same result, which means you can't sue. But they are a public um, figure, though. Uh, this is what I don't understand. Yeah. They report on our elections. They report who is the president. You know, those machines count the votes. This isn't innocuous. Correct. This isn't, you know, Fred's widget company. This isn't Bob's donut shop we're talking about. You know, we're talking about Correct. a company that has control over the, the counting and therefore the reporting of elections all across this country. Now, a lot of places are getting rid of them. They're going to paper ballots, which is good, you know, and they're going to hand counts, which is good. Uh, I want to have, we have an election integrity bill that includes uh, all registrations expire December 31st, and everybody has to re-register every year. That way the voter rolls are cleaned every year. Uh, I think that's critical. A lot of people like that idea. But the idea that Dominion, you know, that uh, I don't even know, I don't even see that they, they, they should be a special category because you've got a company that is doing a government function. They're counting votes. Does that make and sense? And they voluntarily sought, you know, let's say, for example, uh -huh. uh, Jacob Hamsley, the, um, the Viking, you know, the guy wearing the Viking co Halloween costume at January 6th. Yeah. I hate the, the QAnon uh, shaman title. Say, that's, that's just to make him derogatory. What's his name? Jacob Hansley? Jacob Ham Hamsley or Hamsley. Hamsley. Or that's how I refer to Now, one, okay. could, one yeah. could say that by dressing up like a, like a fool, he may be a great person, but, you know, uh -huh. uh, what the hell is he doing wearing a Viking Halloween co costume? And going there, he is inviting public attention. But if well, you that was just the whole say, purpose. <laughs> yeah, but if you just say, if you, you know, if you just say that there's news today right. that, you know, Aunt Martha was indicted today for, um, you know, for being at the, uh, at January 6th, that indictment is, is news. You know, mm -hmm. and, and nobody may ever have heard of our Aunt Martha ever before. And Aunt Martha never sought any publicity. But the newsworthy fact that she's been indicted, that's coverage. That's just as if she were a Hollywood movie star. The fact that, the fact that she, um, that there is, there is a newsworthy event, that she has been indicted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like when Kyle Rittenhouse was indicted, become famous because of the allegations against him. Mm -hmm. But he didn't seek that. And whereas Dominion did seek it, they, they applied for contracts. You know, they, they, they applied to be, um, to be get, you know, to, to be awarded the contract. Well, the, uh, but doesn't that make them subject to scrutiny and question and everything else? And they can't claim yes. defamation just because well, we're I mean, asking them questions, considering what they do. They're contracted to count our ballots. Well, that too. But government function is another issue. Right. You know, if, they if, are government if, function. Even if they weren't doing a government function, if they were, if they mm -hmm. were seeking a contract to airlift you know, food supplies, Mm -hmm. into, um, uh, you know, a volcano disaster area. Okay. Maybe using government funds. But here you're right. They're not only using government funds. They're not only sought a government contract, but, they're, but, they're, but the government is offloading 
a core government uh, function to mm-hmm. this private company. Mm-hmm. That's all true. Yeah. So under under um, under liberal law, mm-hmm. uh, the lawsuit would be thrown out. Under under conservative law, you know we're going to make we're not only going to find the Fox News guilty, but make them pay their their legal fees. So um, and, and and the thing is, imagine imagine a world without um, without Fox News. Not just in terms of whether you like Fox News or not, mm-hmm. but all of the other weenies who will be intimidated and will be scared to report on what's happening in this country. You know, they, it isn't they're, just Fox they're scared News to report now. They're scared to report now. They don't want to be right. canceled. They don't want to have uh, anything happen. They don't. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the 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 lack of courage in journalism is staggering. You know, and, and then then we come along here at Action Radio just to compare it because we got to, Dorothy's going to join us in a minute. Um, but the idea that you know, I, I can't wait for someone. There's Dorothy now. I can't wait for someone to say, "Well, you, and, you know, you call yourself a journalist and you're doing this." I said, well, first of all, I never called myself a journalist. None of us are journalists. We're, we're advocates. <laughs> we're, we, have, we take positions. This is a, an extremely opinionated show. I have never said that we're objective journalists. Uh, and even journalists don't have to be objective. There's no, there's no claim to that. It's not a lawful requirement. There's nothing in the Constitution that says, you know, the, the, the freedom of the press is dependent on being objective. Ain't there. It just says the government can't restrict it. So if the government can't restrict it, why, why isn't this a First Amendment defense? And we'll move on to Dorothy. Right. But the thing is, is if I report, but the thing is, if I'm an opinion journalist or right. I, you know, engaged in news, news analysis, uh-huh. um, you know, I, it, it's true that, you know, I have a right to do that, but then I might be responsible for the outcome. Like if I say, you know, in, in, in my opinion, um, John Benet mm-hmm. Ramsey was killed by her parents, which right. I'm not saying because I, I never really followed that. I don't understand what happened there at all. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying as an example. Makes the most sense. If I, yeah. if I run that, then that's me saying that. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I go and I say, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a brand new report by a criminal investigator, and he concludes the following, and I just mm-hmm. report on it, mm-hmm. I can't be guilty of defamation unless I'm a conservative, <laughs> you know, speaking against, right. against the big states. Um, so because, you know, and again, that's why you always hear them say we asked the other side to come on and they we didn't hear as 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 of this moment we haven't heard back from them mm-hmm. because they always make clear we've invited both sides yep and and i think i think that we're you know where um a dominion for example complains that you know we were defamed well didn't fox news invite you to come on and tell your side of the story so and there's another defense. Chose not to. Yeah. Huh? So you well, that's another you, defense. You I mean, there's so, defenses, uh, so many defenses against this. I don't know why the judge hasn't thrown it out. Let me, let me get you to sum up here, and then the, I want to get, uh, get on to Dorothy. But, well, yeah, I'll go just, ahead. I'll just, sum yeah. Up. I'll just sum yeah. up by saying that's the problem. Right. It's that all of the law is going out the window. Hmm. And it, this will fundamentally change our country. It will scare off any exercise of free speech. You know, that, that's why this is so scary. The law is being completely trampled. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, there's so many cases where the law has been completely trampled. You know, just one last comment um, that, uh, you know, and I, I was shown this Friday when I had people uh, email Matt Gates our vaccine bill right at the rally. I'll tell you, that's earlier in the show, that uh, when I started this whole thing, I had no idea that we we're going to be in this kind of an emergency this fast and it's going to be this critical. For, for the citizens to, to start uh, redoing the laws and deciding which laws we intend to be governed by in, in a much stronger fashion than the sun because the courts have failed, the election system has failed, the government's owned by the deep state. It's like all our worst nightmares are coming true. And it's never more essential yes. for us to do what we do best at Action Radio, which is literally rewrite the laws so that uh, they're there for our benefit, not the deep state. That's what we have to do. Right. Yeah. Right, right sir. Take a look at the, uh, right. the drug uh, bill. I'd be curious what you think. See if there's any, any flaws in our reasoning. Basically, we repeal Section 202.1 of, of title. I forgot which title it is, but it's in there in the bill. Just look up our drug bill under uh, all the drug, you know, uh, drug advertising. You know, before you go, okay. that's the reason why come federal candidates, it's only three on any election especially national election, presidential election, they should be separate. They should go back to paper ballots on federal candidates and leave the other. Uh, you wouldn't have to use those machines. Well, that's the whole idea. Let's, let's say, yeah, I'm going to save that for, for another discussion when we get an open hour, but uh, we can talk about that. We can talk more about the rally and those yeah. things. I want to get to Dorothy. <laughs> especially. Hold up, everybody. Hold up, everybody. Um, we've got to change reports here. But we'll get another chance. We'll be back. Talk to you. Thanks, Jonathan. Sex. Everybody talks about it. Some of you are even doing it. But are you really talking to the person you are doing it with? It all comes down to communication. That's where Dorothy Diana comes in. Dorothy is a sexual health nurse educator. She has studied hypnotherapy, Reiki, and many other disciplines. And what is sex without sensuality? Something has to light your afterburner. Join us now for a sometimes very frank and occasionally quite descriptive conversation of sex and sensuality with Dorothy Diana. Yeah, it's funny, Dorothy. Maybe this is a guy thing. I tell them that you're on the line and they're still talking. <laughs> they still want to do more issues. It's like, I got Dorothy on the line. Yeah, what do I do? <laughs> this is ridiculous. Is this a guy thing? Well, I, well, I think, um, I don't think, no, I, I don't think they're just clear on what that means, perhaps. Like, <laughs> Dorothy's on the line, so we're cutting it off. But again, if the conversation is flowing, um, I think it's difficult to have a really strong boundary. This happens when I teach classes, you know, there's a really juicy discussion or a juicy connection. And, uh-huh. you know, it's hard, it's hard to find that spot where you cut it off without, you know, cut it off in flow and... <laughs> I understand well, the that. only thing I'm thinking is uh, maybe switching your hours because after we can always run to overtime. So if you ever want to do that, mm-hmm. I'll have you at eight o'clock because I, I know I can end my debate, you know, on time, uh, and then uh, then we can let these guys, you know, kind of carry on. It, it's good discussions. But, I might uh, be able to do that because that would let me go to hot yoga probably. So yeah, okay. I'm, I'm open to that. But I, I didn't well, feel offended at all. I'm, I'm just kind of listening. And what happens okay. is I'm like, ooh, oh wait a minute, what about this? This additional thing on the topic we're going to talk about. Oh, let me just look that up real quick. That's so interesting. So I end yeah. up just sort of um, probably getting in my own little rabbit hole here on <laughs> on what I'm what I'm 
you know. <laughs> okay. No, that so. makes sense. But I see, I, I also enjoy talking to you too. I know, and we only have an hour a week. So, uh, I mean, but, uh, you know, all the folks are welcome to call any open hour we have. It's like, hey, we've got to cover this. There's more to it. It's like, okay, fine. That sounds good. But I, yeah. you know, anyway, I'll see if I can condense our, our legal discussion. Out. Yeah, okay, that's good. It but, all you know, works out. Yeah. It all works out. I'll talk to Jonathan What have I missed in the hot political world this week? Because this is not my area of focus. So I sort of just. There's, what, there's what? a lot. <laughs> um, first of all, at Action Radio, uh, you might be interested in this. I just uh, put together a bill with uh, – actually, it was put together by one of our listeners who wanted to ban prescription drug ads in the United States just like they do in every other country except New Zealand. And well, that's interesting. And then Judy Mikovits, who's the world-renowned molecular biologist, yeah. biochemist, who's a real friend of the show. Oh, She's yeah. I know very well who she is. She is okay, one good. of my well, personal heroes since well, I discovered should, her uh, in early 2020. And I said, this woman – Gets it. She knows what's going on, and yeah. no one's listening to her. And, well, yes. she's the strongest proponent of our of our vaccine product liability bill. I mean, she's going around to every conference I mean, telling people that we need this bill. You know, well, I'm hoping to get. Uh, she, she was working working with Fauci, working for him with him, and has an insight into what they actually did when they developed the injections. And you know, she held. I feel like she kind of held back a, a lot. Like she knew what was going on, and at first she was trying to say it in a way that people could hear it. Uh, but I think we're at the point now that most of us who follow closely realize the very sad, shocking truth that a lot of these injections that Fauci and NIH developed were not what they said they were intentionally. They intentionally were adding things to make other diseases. And um, yeah. I don't know. Well, we, it's, yeah. it's, well no, it's she crazy. was arrested. She was arrested by Dr. Yeah. Fascist. She had all this stuff confiscated. She spent time in jail. You know, they, they, she thinks pretty sure that they killed her husband, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, and, I'm not and, sure and, why they didn't kill her at this point. Like, why is she not dead? Well, like, and that's when yeah. I start to wonder about controlled opposition. And, I, and I, you know, when someone like her doesn't die, I start to say, this is how sad it's gotten in the world. I start to say, okay, maybe she's controlled opposition. Like, maybe. No, I not don't Judy. Know, right? No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. Listen, Judy was on for three and hours that, when we had our two-year. Yeah, good. well, check out three. Mm, like, no, because you know, maybe they just don't consider her that big a threat yet. Okay, I would. Think you know, here's just, here's the way I, I mean, see the, it. Talk the, show host. The CLINT people have 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 killed people for less than what she's done. So. Oh, the Clintons. Maybe you they're... can say it on the show. We talk about the Clinton death all the time. I'm scared. Death rich and all the I'm others. Scared. We're, we're... I live by what? myself now. I'm scared. I don't oh, stop being that. scared. You're fine. <laughs> You know, but I, uh, well, okay, maybe I should, all right, I'm not trying to get you in trouble here, but, uh, but no, we talk about all kinds of stuff, you know, but it's interesting that the, the folks that the Clintons go after are the ones that are going to testify against them in court, the ones that can really affect them, the ones they don't care about are talk show hosts, because talk show hosts talk, they don't actually accomplish anything. That's why this is not a talk show. I mean, we have real legislation. If we can get product liability for, we just had, you know, Ed Dowd, the, the, um, the Wall Street guy, this one going around to all the shows. Oh, yeah. He was on. He was on a couple of weeks ago, and he told uh, us that uh, oh, okay. if, we get, if we get vaccine product liability, those things are off the shelves because they cannot sustain themselves in a free market with product liability. Oh, no, especially now. Not at all. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. now that, that even normal people who are trying mm-hmm. to do everything their doctor says and not ask any questions are mm-hmm. now very suspicious and saying, wait a minute. Um, mm-hmm. Why yeah. is my first son, you know, w- you know, why do they keep pushing the flu shot even though we keep getting sick? Why do, why does my son who got both pertussis still have a creepy? And people are asking so many questions. So if they made liability for vaccines, yeah, it wouldn't, 
Yeah, they can't do that because, and now, and now after listening to Judy, and um, they can't do that because then they would, if people don't get the vaccines and the doctors don't push them in the, in the pediatrician's offices, then they can't do the additives that they do that make people sicker and rely on pharmacy for life. Mm-hmm. Um, this yeah. is kind of my, my take on what's happening. Oh, yeah, and so you're, you're a prevention person. They, you're I think they add medicine. things you're, and they make you know. people sicker. Yeah, if they're if they're that if they're that safe and effective, then they should be able to stand up to liability. You know, Absolutely. if they can't stand up to liability, like then they shouldn't. Yeah, if they can't stand up to liability, they shouldn't be on the market. You know, and that's that's. But it was fascinating. But Judy Mikevitz. Oh, shall we Judy, talk about dating profiles today? Date, let's do that. Let's because we've we've had enough. Let's talk about dating. Tell oh, me about and do dating I have profiles. audio here? I feel like I'm losing you. Can you hear no, me? I'm here. I hear you just fine. Hmm. Well, hello. I have Testing. sound. There you go. Got me now. Something clicked. Hello, hello. Okay. Dorothy. Here we go. Something happened. I don't know. It just went. They well, we'd like me. to uh, oh my goodness, welcome they heard the, me. The... They're cutting off my sound. Okay. No, I was just going to say, we want to welcome the members of the FBI KGB that are listening to the show right now. Uh, and as I always say, if you want to come raid my house, let me know ahead of time so I can make coffee and we can talk. There's no need to be rash about this. Anyway, go ahead. That's just my standard warning. <laughs> Okay. Well, so I thought it'd be fun. A lot of people are online dating and, um, you know, there's different opinions on that. So we all know that there's a lot of online dating apps and sites and that this has been the trend in recent years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, there's a couple takes on this one. It's really nothing like actual dating. <laughs> so, um, well, no, this is fascinating dating, because yeah. I, I've tried actual <laughs> dating and I've tried online. I, I, I really want to talk about this. This is going to be fun. I'm having a lot of cutouts today. I wonder why. Oh, I might I, have to. Do you want to call back? Did you Did you want to call back at all? Just a second. Yeah, I'm yeah, not I hearing hear you right there. now on my headset. Well, that's no fun. Now I can. Okay, I'm not going to move it. Maybe I'm moving around too much. Maybe it's a um, loose connection. Are, are you on a headset? Now, if you have a headset and a microphone, I, am on a I can send you. Okay, because I have an internet. We have Direct Connect here, so if you have a headset and a microphone, you know, I can I can send the Direct Connect, and you'll be over the internet as opposed to over the phone lines. Or out in the, the phone oh. atmosphere. Okay, I'm losing you again. I'm going to move to my speaker. I'm just okay. going to go to speaker for now. Right. Anyone hey, talk dating? This is going to be fun. I've talked about politics today. So you're like the relief so, from all the political stuff. <laughs> so the online dating is is different than dating apps. Um, I mean, than dating in person. So the dating in person, obviously you are face to face you might have a couple you know you might you probably meet the person out and about or through friends the meeting the person is generally a little more natural right grocery mm-hmm. store home depot when you meet them you know you're probably not all dressed up presentational in your very best you might be but um yeah probably not you probably have less of an opportunity to be quote perfect especially for a woman does this make sense so you're sort of more in your authentic usually if you meet someone naturally outside of mm-hmm. online dating yeah we guys find that more attractive by the way uh, women all glammed up don't look as good as women who are just you know even in just just comfy clothes you know jeans t-shirt we love you anyway you know don't get dressed up for us we don't care we know okay i'm switching to another headset how are Uh-oh. we good yeah, it sounds. It doesn't sound as good quality-wise, but I'd rather as long as you can hear me. That's the main thing. Oh, it's not as good quality. Okay. No, it's, it sounds well, okay. It's I'll just a little honest. quieter. No, no, Sometimes. keep it, keep it, keep 
Keep going. Sometimes I take off my headset and I throw it on the floor. I throw it in the <sighs> basket. And I and I thought to myself last time, I probably shouldn't do that. It's probably not good for it. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'll go get another one today. That's, um, that's, that's okay, a good assumption. So you can't really approach online dating the same as you propose, like approach traditional. So um, it's a very, a very different approach. And if you try to treat it the same, especially, and I'm going to, I mostly speak from a woman's perspective, but it's true for men and women. You know, you're probably going to get burned because um, the lack of, there's a lack of ability to just be authentic and in the moment and let your personality shine. You have to let your personality shine through written communication and through your pictures. And so there's some tricks to doing that. Well, not tricks, tips, not tricks. We don't want to be tricky. And um, I think first of all, you know, be honest. So I feel like a lot of people fall in the trap of puffing up their finances, their youth, their you know accomplishments, their education, their health. You know, they're in lying. an effort to. Directly yeah, they're lying. well, there's object lying, and then there's puffing up. So puffing up is you Where's know the, line? <laughs> the perfect pictures where everything's really posed, or. Uh-huh. You know, and and really, you kind of once you start looking and you start getting more experience, you can kind of see through that if you're paying attention. But um, the reason it's a mistake to puff yourself up is because the truth is going to come out, and people feel deceived, and it's not, it's just not going to go well. If you really want an honest, intimate, long-term relationship, that's not the way to start. So, if you're what you're looking for is casual sex, now that can work as a woman. You know, when you show up on the date and you're not what you presented yourself to be, it doesn't mean he's not going to sleep with you. I'm, you know, I mean, men are practical, and that's great. And they're like, okay, well, what can I get from, from this <laughs> if it's not an authentic woman showing up in her vulnerability and um, high value, right? It's somebody who's pretending, posing, um, not really bringing authenticity to the table. I, I've heard stories so badly that um, the woman was 40 pounds heavier than her profile pictures and about 10 years older. So, oh, I actually had an experience with that where someone was about 15 years older than their picture. And I actually said to them, you know, can I meet uh, your younger sister, the one in the picture? <laughs> that was a very short date. <laughs> Just don't lie to me. I don't, you know, I, I don't mind people being older. I don't care, you know, what, whatever age you are is what you are. It's not like we have control over this. But don't lie to me. Greg, I've lost my... you. Can you hear me? Oh, no. Yeah, I can hear you fine. There we go. You're back again. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's your end or mine now because I have a different headset or if it's just. Well, that one sounds better. Keep that one. Yeah, no, this, uh, you're the only person today that's had a problem. Pianki's been on, Jonathan's been on. We've had no trouble with it. Yeah, Marco, no listening sound. in the Netherlands, hasn't reported any, anything. I think it's No your sound end. from you right now at all. Huh. That's weird. It's a okay, connection. You're back. You got you to lose. Did you move something? Did you move something on your headset or. It's funny. I was on a different headset entirely. Okay. Oh, I think I know what it is. What is okay. it? Oh, my gosh. You, Guess what you I got yourself? this week, which what? you're going to be very proud of me, but I didn't even think about it just now. I got the safe sleeve. The who? Have you heard of this? No. I'm taking you out of the safe sleeve right now. I'm taking off your safe sleeve. I hope you feel Unsafe? okay about that. I'm <laughs> I'm all, I, I spend my life in, in living in the unsafe us world. From the EMF. 
but I just I got so excited because it came in the mail yesterday, so I wrapped my phone up in it big time, and I wonder if it's blocking our connection. Oh, I bet that's it. All right, here we go. Okay. Well, oh, the way you protect yourself from EMF is you keep your phone at a distance. Like I never, I always use speakerphone. I'm not going to be an advertiser right now unless they pay me. Um, I'm not going to advertise for them unless they pay me. But okay. um, you sound fine. Can you hear I me love now? It. Yeah. So, um, so can you hear me now? Yeah, that's that sound like the old commercial. Can you hear me now? That's fascinating. Okay. Can you well, hear me what now? I do for, yeah, I hear you fine. But here's what I do for EMF: is is uh, first of all, um, keep my phone away from me. It's always three feet away. Uh, if I'm talking on speaker, it might be a foot away, but that's still good. If I if I have to carry it in my pocket, you know, it's either off, you know, or it's it's on the outside of my wallet, so it's at least an inch away. Which it, that's a lot of protection, believe it or not. Uh, my internet, uh, I don't use Wi-Fi. I use uh, Ethernet. Uh, you got my cable. So there's a lot of little things you can do, and my modem is as far away from me as possible too, and still able to reach the things it has to reach. So yeah, there's a lot of little things you can okay. do. Okay. EMF sleep. So I just look had those one speaker. I just mm-hmm. had you on speaker and it cut out also. So I've tried speaker and two headsets. So since I know nothing about technology, what could that be? Uh, are, you, are you muting yourself by chance? And now I can't hear you at all huh. on regular phone. Hold out to my ear. Now you're back. Okay, good. What did you do differently? What is that? Nothing. Know. Everything is normal. And I just got off the phone right before I talked to you, and I had no problems. So I don't know much about radio and phone. Could it, what do are you, you think Are you holding is? your phone up to your, to your head? Because I can fix something. You put the phone in front of you. Use the, use the speaker. Uh, I have like okay, a stack of books I'll use. I was on speaker. Yeah, go on speaker. Okay, go that way you can look at your phone. Make sure, it's not, make sure it's not muting itself or doing something or cutting me out. Or it's cutting not the mic muting out it. Everything okay. is normal. Like all this, just for some reason, this radio call today, it keeps cutting out. And I even moved around my house closer to the router. Okay. Okay. So wherever you are now, I'll stay there. It's working. To, um, to okay. our, dating, our dating profile. So, Good. yeah. So be Marco's all, be laughing honest. in the Netherlands. He thinks this is all funny that we can't get our technology together. <laughs> anyway, I mean, go ahead. I, yeah, I've never had that happen, but it's a very windy day here also, extremely windy here in North Carolina. Maybe that's it. Um, so the honesty, I don't really mind if, uh, if a woman or a man uses very light filters. Now, there's all kinds of filters. We've all seen the crazy ones that change your face entirely. I don't. I think it's okay, um, but have at least. Usually, there's five pictures available. Have at least two or three that are completely unfiltered. If you want to do a glam shot, do a glam shot. Like this is how I look, you know. Um, when I dress filters, up at night, I have a. I have a friend. Should be yeah, yeah. of you enjoying your life. So what do you really okay. do? Um, if you went one time bungee jumping, I mean, I guess you could post that, but it's not really reflective of who you actually are. If you try to do an adventure yearly, yes, post that. Like if that's really something you do, like some major adventure yearly, absolutely post a picture of that. Um, if you go out at night drinking with your friends a lot, you post a picture of that. That's authenticity. There are some people who don't like that lifestyle, and so it's, and there's some people who love it. So if, if that's really how you spend your time, post it. And, um, you know, if you like to read, read books quietly on the couch, you might have a friend to have the thought of you doing that. It's very authentic, and it shows that you're homey and you like to spend time at home. And, you, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is a real reflection of your life um, and you know what's adorable and totally okay? Mm-hmm. A messy picture, a picture of your messy life. And, you, you, you know, 
whatever that looks like to you. So maybe you're playing a board game on the rug with other homeschool families. I don't know. And everyone's laughing and there's a mess everywhere. That's sort of a vulnerable, authentic glimpse. And it helps filter out a lot of people that you probably don't want in your life anyway right now that won't fit in. Um, So I guess the point is variety and authenticity, like a real reflection of your life. And you please don't make it perfect unless you're looking for a, um, a fake relationship that's superficial and, uh, you know, based on the, the image of perfection, which I don't but you do you. Um, <laughs> yeah, is this making sense? Oh, yeah, I just want to make sure you can as hear far me. As far the pictures? <laughs> I thought, can you hear me now? I threw in a couple of comments. Hello, hello. Dorothy Dorothy. Yep. Did I cut out? Because you did. No, you were now. fine. Uh, I don't think you heard me, though. Are you there? No, I don't. I don't think I heard you. Say it again, please. That's okay. No, no, I'm just saying that um, the, the, this whole um, – I, I was going to tell you about a friend of mine who is absolutely oh. drop-dead gorgeous. Can you hear me, Dorothy? Something Hello, Dorothy. is wrong with my phone, I guess. Again? We're gonna have to, you're going to have to call back. Yeah. We're going to have to do this show again. <laughs> We're going to take this up next should week. I, should I hang up and call right back to see if – Yeah, call me back. Call, call me back. Okay, yep, I will call, call right back, back right now. Bye. And so we wait for Dorothy. I love talking about this topic, too. I mean, like I said, it's, it's a, this, this is one of the few hours of the week we get away from politics. And we actually get to have some fun. Um, so this is, uh, and we've got Marco in the Netherlands who does IT work. <laughs> See if he has any ideas for us. But um, Dorothy probably does enough radio that we should get her a, uh, um, some kind of a, uh, there we go. She's back now. But, um, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> oh, good. We need to get you a microphone and a headset so you can just direct connect to the show. So I was going to tell you about a friend of mine, and this has got to be a woman thing. You mentioned filters, and the reason I was so curious about that, I have a friend, she's drop-dead gorgeous. I don't think she thinks she's drop-dead gorgeous because all her pictures have a filter except uh, a couple of family shots and outdoor shots and things like that. I don't think guys use filters. I, don't think we, I wouldn't even know how to use a filter if I was going to you know, online date. So why do women do that? we can see that it's a filter. It's almost like you're hiding something. Yes. So this is really interesting. So I do wear makeup and I have three uh-huh. boys. And, well, you're gorgeous. Uh, I have a, I mean, you are. You're well, really hold on, beautiful. Hold on. You don't do makeup me, anyway. Go ahead. Well, oh, now she can hear me, right? So now, <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> but let me, let me finish. So I have three boys and I have a very good friend who's a beautiful actress also okay. that, um, we had this discussion recently, and I love our – we have very raw, authentic discussions. I have a very good female group that we just break it all down. Mm. I'm very lucky for that. But but recently it came up, the cage of makeup. So it's very similar to the filter you're talking about. It's the belief given at a young age. Women are given mm. a lot of beliefs about their bodies and their appearance and their worth, especially in our culture. And right. this is what I work with, you know, with women. But – the belief that you're not enough, that you're not enough. And that comes from media culture. That comes from uh, boyfriends saying something, teasing, bullying in school. It can come from a lot of sources. But the inner child takes on that belief that I am not enough who I am. I must um, present to the world a face so that I'm accepted and I get my needs met and I can survive in this world. So that's a Hmm. deep topic that needs a lot of, of inner work but but transfer that to makeup I've had my children say to me so we homeschool although they have a very active social life our group tends to be very um, 
introspective and, 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 and down to the raw simplicity, beautiful things of life. So we're fortunate enough for our homeschool group to be kind of removed from the mainstream ideals a little bit. So aware of them, but choosing not to do them. So my boys have had the fortunate to be able to step back a lot of times and just look at things from a different lens. And I've had two out of three of them say to me, mom, why do you wear makeup? And, and one of them has even said to me, you must think you're not very pretty. You must think you're ugly if you feel like you have to change your face to go out in the world. And that was a huge aha moment for me. Hmm. And, um, and when I talked to my friend about it, she went a month with no makeup, no hair, no nails, even though she was an actress in L.A., valued only for what she brought to the table physically for so many years that she mm-hmm. literally, it was so difficult for her to do that. She forced herself for growth. And, um, and I'm on this journey also. And that translates to the filters. Women put filters up on there because they feel like no one will love them as they truly are. They cannot have love. So we have to, have to, have to push back against that, do the inner work before even entering the dating scene. And that is one example. It, if you enter the dating scene projecting fake perfection, you will not find a man, a partner that truly is confident, um, high value, strong male, um, protector provider energy that wants to be with you for the long term. Because mm-hmm. why would you want to be with a presentation? Why would you want to be with a persona? You want to be with a real authentic person. So that is an example of you're coming to the table already in a persona, right? That's not real. Well, you're lying. So, <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not who you are. But here's the thing, though. I, I have, like I say, my friend, and uh, uh, I have told her several times that she is stunningly beautiful, that there's no need for the filter. I said, just go, just go who you are. I mean, don't worry about it. But I still get the filter, so obviously that message is not getting through, um, which is fine. I mean, I'll keep chatting, you know, I'll keep, uh, keep doing this. But I think a lot of men are not impressed by a lot of makeup. It looks like you're hiding something. It looks like you're trying to, uh, you know, be somebody else or something else. And like I say, most guys, you know, a woman walks in in a, in a T-shirt and jeans and, and looks hot. We don't care. We don't need to make up. We just don't. You know, uh, I think women do it for each other sometimes. Yes, they, so, yes, they do. Pastoral. Yeah, don't do don't, don't do the hair up, hair like, down. You know, hair down. Look natural. Social, don't wear the makeup. Be yourself. Pressure, yeah. The social pressure and 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 the one-upmanship online on social media. So it takes a woman or a person that's really introspective and and doesn't want to be part of the crowd. So uh-huh. coming back to dating profiles. Mm. If you know, if you truly know who you are, and you want to connect with a person who, um, who is a good fit for you, you're going to be, you might, you're going to be very, very honest, and um, not just with your pictures, but with your tagline. So frequently, these dating apps, you have like a tagline, like a few words or a sentence, kind of the grabber headline, and um, so think carefully about that, what, what you would like to communicate, and and I like to think about it, and I'm on dating apps, but. Um, but there's been a lot of discussion about this and a lot of, I'm in a lot of places where there's discussion about this, but I like mm-hmm. to think about how can I put a headline or a tagline that eliminates, <laughs> because do you really want to be flooded with a lot of inappropriate people? No. If you really want to find <laughs> true love connection, you want to filter out a lot of people. So oh. for example, um, and we've t- touched on this before, um, unvaccinated fitness, fiend, <laughs> wellness nurse, Right. Well, wellness nurse seeks cuddly alpha male. So that would be something I would put on mine. I mean, it's not everything about me, but it's, they're all very true, you know, and, and when somebody sees unvaccinated or pure blood, 
a lot of people are going to be offended and never reach out at all. Um, there'll be a few people who reach out and lie, but you can actually figure that out pretty pretty early on because it usually goes along with other things. Choosing not to have taken the COVID vaccine usually goes along with some other beliefs. So you know. Well, no, um, actually, there's there's actually new evidence coming out that uh, that people who have not had the jab uh, can still pick up shedding from people that have. And they're, they're yeah. recommending that people not have sex with people who, uh, if you're unjabbed and you want no connection with the vaccine at all, don't have sex with someone that's had the vaccine because you can actually pick up that, the, the, the shedding yeah. and the, uh, and the, uh, the messenger RNA, which is, that's yeah. that, hey, listen, vax-free dates, are, where, where, is there a vax-free date service out there yet? I mean, you've got Christian, so, you've got Jewish, you've got Buddhist, you've got, yep. you got intelligent, you've got older, you've got younger, you've got crazy, you've got adventurous, you've got, you know, environmental wacko, and you've got every dating service you can think of. Is there a, a vaxxed, unvaxxed, is there an unvaxxed dating service yet? I'm just curious. I know that I know there was a few in, um, in development a while back. I don't know if they're up and running yet. Um, mm-hmm. If they are, they have to be under the radar kind of. So if anyone's interested, um, I can easily find that out because I do have friends that are unvaxxed, like beautiful women, successful, that will not date someone who took it because of what Naomi Wolf said two years ago, which is true, that when you do that, you are going to um, – you you will expose your uterus and your uh, – and you, then the heavy menstrual bleeding starts, the mental regularities. So they've seen this over and over and over in practice. Mm-hmm. So, so there are many – Many women that will not. In fact, I have a very dear friend whose daughters are just out of high school, both dating. Oh, you're getting fuzzy on me. You're fading out. Uh-oh. Come on back. Can you hear me? I can now. Uh-huh. Well, let me ask you a question, though. Um, is yeah. there more risks? I'm guessing just because of the way sex works and my limited knowledge that women might be at more risk from a vaxxed guy, given the fluid exchange, than a guy would be from a woman. I could be wrong, though. I've heard the same thing. Yes. So this is what, that is true. And, and thank God, thank God for our researchers and doctors that are looking at this so closely. Yeah, but who wakes up and thinks of these I've... questions? I mean, that, that's fascinating too. I think I'll analyze today who gets more affected by vaccine sex, you know, men or women. No, I mean, I, that, I'm glad we people, have to, we, we do because this is health. This is wellness. This is feminine. This is all the areas I play in. And it's mm-hmm. also the areas you play in uh, truth, politics, money and, and, and betterment to the American people overall, yeah. how we all can be better and stronger. So, yes, this is what I've heard from the, from the experts that are researching this, that women are more affected because they receive the fluid and um, they receive the semen up into the cervix and it affects the uterus. And they are basically being injected with um, messenger with, RNA. Yeah, and that isn't kind of in the food yet, which RNA. we'll talk about sometime too. Yeah, yeah. Well, here's a question it, for you, though, too. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was just I was just trying to remember how Naomi Wolf messenger RNA. Why? Yep. Why the women? It, why the women have these heavy menstrual cycles? It actually is incorporating in their own DNA, and it was intended to do that. It was intended mm-hmm. to be spread. Yes, it was a genius. Oh, it was yeah. a genius. The technology we have is so much further advanced than the technology that is shared with the public. So anytime there's a, oh, look, mRNA technology, it's new, it's going to help us, know that it's not for your benefit and it's 20 years more advanced than they're telling you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, also it's in the food supply, too. So there's a bunch of uh, uh, Tom Rands, the attorney, is, is sending around stuff. I've already sent stuff to my state representatives that uh, we don't want this in Florida. We don't want M- messenger RNA food any more than we want bovine growth hormone. So mm-hmm. you have to label it correctly um, and you have to say if it's in there, 
that would go a long way to it. So, mm-hmm. agree. And um, and so this so this on the dating profile for me personally, nobody told me to do that. This I did I did a dating profile about. Ah, gosh, last May for about a half a minute. Um, and part of the reason I did it was to learn about how it works so we could talk about it more in general, you know, women. Yeah. And also, have you revealed yeah. your, your dating status? Now, you don't have to, but I'm just, I was just curious whether you would be. And uh... so I, I did it to see how it works. And, and um, okay. I'll be honest, the benefits of the dopamine boost at that point for me were amazing. So that's another a thing dopamine that's boost. quite addictive. Tell me. Dating apps can be quite addictive, and oh. um, so that's kind of like a little red flag warning. I wasn't going to talk about that necessarily today, but um, anyway, is, is this like porn the, for guys? Is it women? What, what dating sites? Are like I believe it novels? is. I oh, believe boy. it is, Greg. Okay. Um, because it's a constant feedback. I mean, I was flooded. You would think I had like two guys saying unvaccinated fitness fiend. You know, I don't even know what my tagline was, but I definitely said, please don't reach out to me if you're not, if you're vaccinated. And here's the things I like to do. And I had pictures of me kickboxing and under the waterfall in Costa Rica and just things I love to do. And um, I think hanging out, you know, um, (laughs) but um, in hindsight, I'm probably going to have boring pictures. But, uh, you know, if I did it again, I'd probably go, you know, less, less wow value, but. So um, I got a question, but though. just to say, I thought that no one would, I, I thought, well, this is going to, you know, let's see how this goes. I was a little scared. I got flooded with men saying, oh, my goodness, is this real? Did I read it right? Like, I, it's the first thing most women are asking. Did you get the vaccine? Because if you didn't, I don't want to see you. And these are cool men. Oh, and I think I even put, uh, like alpha males, like, I think I put things that I wouldn't have put had I really been concerned about dating. Like, if I was really worried about, oh, my gosh, I want to be a great profile. But I didn't think about it that much. I literally just said, okay, here's who I am. Let's see what happens. And, oh, I loved it. I got in the best conversations with men who were so relieved that there were women out there that seemed attractive and, you know, quote, normal. They didn't know me that well. But, um, that oh, also, you're pretty normal. Uh, that. Um, well, let's anyway, just saying it. Me. I can be a little needy. I can be <laughs> to me, a little you're normal. You know. So yeah, yeah, I'm not. I'm not the best in. Um, I I can be a little all in in relationships. So I'm working on also balancing oh. love and the rest of my life. Because when I'm when I'm in love, I go, I go sort of cuckoo. I sort of go all the way. But um, again, and you know, before you get on the dating app, this touches on this. So not just a great tagline that filters out and it says very clearly what you want, filters out what you don't, but also do your work first because if you have all this inner child work and shadow work and, you know, you're codependent or you're just recently out of a divorce and you're like, here we go, let's start dating right away, you're going to be damaged goods. So if you meet the right person, chances are you're going to fuck it up. I'm just going to be honest. So, um, you know, be really honest about where you are emotionally. Have you, have you done the work in your past relationships? Whatever went wrong, did you figure mm-hmm. it out, put it under the microscope, look at your responsibility, look at what you're attracting to you and why. Why are you magnetizing this type of person? Don't just say, oh, I just have the worst luck. All the men I meet are narcissists. Well, there's a part of you that is attracting and looking for narcissists. Or you're an empath and you're attracting all the narcissists because that's what happens. Well, you can be an empath and have healthy relationships. So there's a part of you, the wounded child, that is trying to retell the story 
some story from your past and make it all better. So you're choosing the trauma. You're choosing the same trauma over and over because you haven't healed that hole in your heart. Well, so this, there's, that's that, a long a, process. That doesn't come but, with being an empath, mm-hmm. though. That, that comes with having a wounded child. But I think there's a lot of empaths who are really healthy and have done all that work. And, and yes, just, you know, But they're, they're just very sensitive to other people. What's that? And they don't have to attract narcissists. So if you're no, attracting or you, narcissists or you see over them, and over. You may see them coming. Yes. And then go, you're a narcissist, you know. Piss off. So a healthy, a healthy woman, a healthy person isn't right. attracted to those kind of behaviors, and they see the red flags right away. Those aren't mm-hmm. things that come up five months down the road. You can see red flags for pathological mm-hmm. behavior immediately, but if your little wounded child is finding comfort in that because it's familiar and wants mm-hmm. to try to retell the story and prove that that person loves me, then you're going to enter that relationship. So what I'm saying is, Really be honest. Do your work ahead of time. Whatever relationship issues you have in the past, make sure you've figured out what your role was and, um, and do the work because uh, – You have done my work. Do yeah. a, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a well-adjusted yeah. empath, <clears throat> you know, so, uh, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Oh, dog barked. Hush. Yes. Dog the dog is going by. No, okay. um, so I want to make a point about being honest. No. Nope. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. I went to a, <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the place where the Wi-Fi is better is also, also the place where the dog is. Um, oh, okay. Of course. Just a second. This is one of those days. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the rather just join okay. the Dorothy Diana. I know. You know I'm all over the place. With dog um, and, and technical difficulties <laughs> and uh, everything else that's going on. Okay. Well, I don't have an office. I'm a homeschool mom that teaches sexy dance and loves sexual education. So, you know, that's who I am. Let's just be honest. There's my profile. Um, okay. <laughs> I've got two, two big old dogs here in the sunshine. Um, but, you know, actually, Naomi Wolf was doing an interview, I think it was a few weeks ago, and she kept having to get up for her dog. So I felt so much better. I was like, oh, oh no, geez, it happens to everybody. That. <laughs> um, I wanted to make a point value extracting. So this is something value extracting. That's interesting. Yeah. This to me really spoke to me um, when I was researching, because some of this that I talk about is my own experience, friends experience. And it's also uh, things I like to look up and research because it's fascinating to me. So this is very true. If you look at online dating apps, you'll see some people, men and women that will say something like this. Looking for my handsome alpha male who makes me feel so secure and safe, financially stable, um, <laughs> loves children, and travel. Okay, great. Um, this so sugar daddy me comes to mind. Like a lot of work. Daddy. Like you're looking for, yeah. yeah, you're looking for someone to give you a bunch of stuff, not someone to oh. share life with, but someone. Mm-hmm. To bring all the stuff you haven't done to the table. I mean, it and sounds, doesn't it. sound like a great deal. <laughs> and yeah, pay it for it. Like yeah. a great, great all right, deal. so this is, I mean, this is a red flag yeah. for guys right now. So, so, so my question was to you, uh, you know, what do guys lie about? And then the first thing I was thinking, you know, of because women lie about with the filter. Guys lie about their income, <clears throat> their, their adventures. Yes, I've climbed Mount Everest. I run a stockbroken company. And in my spare time, I, uh, you know, run an orphanage. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And, and probably none of that's true, right? But uh, but this is the thing. But women are looking for that. They want that guy. You know, I, you know, I love that term, financially stable, financially secure, financially comfortable. You know, and, and I'm like, well, what do you bring to the table? So my first thing when I look at a, at a online dating ad, on there we go, so let's start again, online dating ad is like, what are they looking for and what are they offering? 
if they're looking for a bunch of stuff and not offering anything, that's a turnoff right there because you know this person wants to take. Like I say, relationships, for the most part, are give and take. One person gives, the other person takes. That's not how it's supposed to work. So if you've got someone out there that says they want to travel to uh, the four corners of the world and then they want somebody who's financially well off, that means that they want to, they want to be taken around the world and they don't want to pay for it or not even half of it or anything. Or, or you know, so you got a problem. A man says, let's say mm-hmm. a man, let's, let's change it. Let's say a man says, um, uh, great, well-balanced guy looking for a woman who treats me like a king, loves to cuddle, great cook, you know, something like that, um, and, lo- and loves my children. I mean, who knows? I'm just making this up as I go. But as a woman, mm-hmm. that feels like you want a servant who worships you, which mm-hmm. you might want, and that's okay, but I wouldn't put that as a tagline. What I would probably advise, I, that's why I kind of like the term alpha male, because a man can see that any way he wants. But I'm going to just be honest. A true alpha male wants to provide and protect for his woman, and he's mm-hmm. usually physically fit. And he's usually a leader. And what he wants in return is a woman who is um, emotionally available, soft and feminine, a nurturer, um, a life partner who supports him because he wants to go out in the world and do all these things. And he wants but she has to um, be strong a, also. a nurturing. She can't be a, a weenie, a, complaining, whining person because an alpha male wants an alpha female, yes. I would think. Well, an alpha male wants a woman who is happy. <laughs> happy and content in her own life without him having to provide all the happiness. Yes, yeah, right? secure. So she already, so she already comes with security, life. right? She already comes with she her already, own security. Yes. So that's huge for yes. guys. Guys don't want, She's when a woman says, I want to level. feel secure. Well, do you feel secure on your own or do I have to make you feel secure? And what does that involve? <laughs> you know, so there's a question. Yeah. So it's, it's a yeah. balance. So mm-hmm. when, when the strong masculine energy is encountering a, a woman who is very secure in herself, very emotionally um, mm-hmm. aware of her, herself and um, has created a life for herself that's beautiful and fun and um, connected with friends and activities. Generally speaking, he doesn't mm-hmm. really need her. Now, now, we don't want her to be a financial mess, but he doesn't really need her to have a lot of material resources necessarily, but mm-hmm. she's not looking to be rescued for that reason either. But I'll tell you, a, a woman that is well, truly a bad word. feminine and has <laughs> created a great life for herself probably won't be with a man that doesn't have great financial resources because there's a mm-hmm. natural instinct to be drawn to the best male and the best mm-hmm. male usually has the most resources. So there's something very innate about that. So, to spell it out on a dating app doesn't sound good, but you can, you can share who you are um, if you're in your feminine and you're in a happy, great place in your life. You can share who you are and, mm-hmm. and attract that kind of man that is the protector provider, um, depending on the words you use. And then it's pretty easy to filter out in the first few um, texting sessions. Um, you know, usually people filter themselves out pretty quickly. Um, so, when do you meet? You know, because dating, you know, the, whatever you do online and whatever you type out is nothing. Because once you meet, you're almost starting from, from ground zero. You're almost starting over again. Because now you've got all the physical, you're there in the presence, you hear the voice, you've got everything else that goes into what, uh, you know, the, the, the verbal, the nonverbal communication. But uh, at what point do you meet? 
because if you don't meet, you know, you can, you can build up an entire relationship online uh, and then you meet the person that, you know, uh, like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's not the image I had. So they're going off an image online, but you've got to find, you got to meet the person. Otherwise you'll, you know, you, some is not going to go anywhere. So, so when do you so meet? That what I said, okay. The best trajectory that I suggest, and it depends on what you're looking for, but coming from a feminine perspective of really wanting the man that, that wants to pursue and because that feels really good to us and mm-hmm. wants to um, wants to take care of meaning protector provider energy um, and is looking for that really long term. The best, the best strategy I've seen is, you know, the, the liking first you, they, they decide that they're physically attracted to you. That's important um, mm-hmm. to have that in place. And then a texting a little typing chat gets set up usually through the dating app and it's just a little exchange and hopefully it's lighthearted, a little flirtatious with a lot of authenticity. That's the best, the best type. And mm-hmm. at first, not too deep. <laughs> Are you looking for marriage? I mean, you know, you know, just get yeah, you, don't, you don't get the too much information area either. <laughs> You can be overboard yeah, with not this at stuff. First. And yeah. it's nice to do that in person. So you want to see if the if the person just can even have a lighthearted, easy, fun conversation that's intelligent, right? And if it's attractive to you. And then um, ideally, the masculine energy suggests a FaceTime call. And you don't have to do that. You can skip that. The reason that's recommended, though, is because of the people that lie abjectly about how they look. And on a FaceTime <laughs> call, on a computer call, you really can see – a lot more than you can with texting. The conversation is now. Oh, I see. So, so a video a call. call. Okay, that, uh, that makes sense. You can a do a sense. phone call first, a right. phone call first, then and a video see how call. that flows. Uh-huh. And then it progresses to a video call, unless the attraction is so there and the pictures do not look filtered at all. And, and you can kind of just tell if you're pretty intuitive and pretty good at this. You can kind of tell, I definitely want to meet this person. I don't even care. You, you know, it. If you meet them and they really don't want to go pictures, that might be a deal breaker. But you, you might skip from the phone call directly to um, a date. But, but I think the video call is, is, very, is wise, the, the FaceTime or video call. And just see what the vibe is of the person when they're face-to-face with you and if the conversation still flows, if they look like somebody you'd like to meet in person. Mm-hmm. Well, how prevalent point, is this now? How prevalent is this? Because you've got, uh, you know, it used to be in the old days. People lived and died within three miles. You know, they, they knew mm. everybody from high school. They knew everybody at the local plant. They knew everybody at the church. They knew everybody, you know, in the grocery store. They all knew each other. The, your marriages were basically arranged from the age of, what, 12? <laughs> you know, well, that'd be a good match for you. You know, and then uh, and that was old America. Well, let's, let's fast forward. People started moving. We got mobile. We got the Internet. We got all kinds of stuff. You can't meet at work because that's harassment. So guys can't ask women out at work. You know, this, this whole world changed. So now what do you do? So online, it would probably be the dominant way people meet. It's one place you can meet and not be accused of harassment at work, uh, where you can actually talk, uh, where your friends aren't all listening. So, <laughs> you know, it's not like a church or Well, or okay, so I'll, I'll share. So, so yeah, at least please a share. Of, 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 at least a third of adults um, have used an online dating, dating site. But this varies a lot by age and um, actually mm. by sexual orientation, actually. Uh, well, okay. Just, tell me. I, tell me which ages, which sexual orientation. I'm just reading this right now from um, okay. just a Pew survey. Blur it out. So 48 percent, 48 percent of 18 to 29 year olds 
38%, 30 to 49 and lower for those older. I'm going to show an LGBTQ, et cetera, community twice as likely as, as those that are straight to say they use a dating <laughs> platform. Um, a small, a small portion of Americans, one in 10, um, say they've been in a committed relationship or married someone they made, met, met through a dating app. Um, huh. And six in 10 say they have a positive experience. So I'm going to, I'm going to share an opinion now that, that, you can still meet people in the real world. I, it's the best mm-hmm. way to meet people. I'm just saying there's a lot mm-hmm. less likelihood for um, now. There's a lot of people that can't, they feel they can't, they feel they're in a very small town or they work so much or whatever, but um, there are many ways to meet people live and in person. And I think I mentioned home Depot um, is a great place. People who are doing projects, you know, grocery stores, museums, um, taking walks in your neighborhood, just getting out there and being yourself and smiling and being open to other people and curious about them, really mm-hmm. curious. And, and again, the key is you've done your inner work and you know who you are and you know what you're looking for. I recommend a non-negotiable checklist, either three to 10, maybe, I mean, three seems low, you know, but um, three to 10 absolute non-negotiables that you know you need to have in a life partner and, mm-hmm. and don't be don't don't be flipped off your feet and get all emotional and then ignore those. Find out early on without without too much interviewing whether that person has your non-negotiables, um, and just be mm. really curious of who they are. Don't get too emotionally attached early on. You know, take your time to get to know them. Um, after the video FaceTime call, in in from my perspective, if if it's a feminine energy wanting to attract that polarity that keeps long-term sexual tension and intimacy alive. You're trying to get that polarity from the get-go and you're the feminine energy. Let him invite you out to dinner. I'm not a huge fan of coffee dates. I know that's very popular. Um, I think it sets the tone for I'm not invested and I don't, and I'm kind of cheap. I'm going to be honest. I'm sorry. I said it. I said it out loud. You got Um, got a real money theme going on here. And I'll tell you why I find that fascinating because I am, you know, like I say, I, I'm in a position where I'm starting a new company, a revolution in broadcasting that's never been done. People have no concept of what this is because they've never seen it before. So I'm not rich. But in mm-hmm. terms of, of interest and intellectual and humor and all the other stuff that I think I have, at least I think I have, um, you know, but the one thing I don't have is, is the huge financial reserves. I don't have my jet yet. You know, and, and I think I've asked you this before. When this action radio thing really does kick into high gear and I become a national possibly international public figure. And all of a sudden, all these new people are going to come out. <clears throat> are they going to want me because of me, the people, you know, the people that know me before? Those are my real friends. Those are the ones that's going to keep with me, all right? especially on Action Radio, too. If you're on Action Radio now, you'll always have a place. If you try and get on the show after I'm famous because you want the money and the fame, no, no, I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not going to be changing. But I'm very curious to see the dynamics because I'll be the same person, at least I hope so, after this So I hit. think this There's is going where to be a whole new crowd. Yeah, go ahead. Greg, I think this is where honesty comes into play. Mm-hmm. So a woman in her feminine energy needs to feel like you have the desire to protect and provide. And what I've seen so many times is a man that is really into a woman will find every reason why he can do it. It will inspire mm-hmm. him to greater heights. He will take her and take her and walk her through the plan they have together. Hey, babe, I don't have a lot right now. Here's my plan. This is how it's going to work. And I'll show you in the rest of my life in the past how when I decided something, I made it happen. And mm-hmm. I want you to do it with me. Now, I can again, actually this do that. The first, 
This is the first date conversation. Well, let me let me finish because this is really important, and I'm trying to let me answer your question because this is really important. So, a man that's not into a woman that much, where there's not a polarity, he's not a masculine energy that wants to be protective provider for somebody. That won't happen. He will find every reason in the book why he can't do this, can't take her out to eat, doesn't have enough money, this and that and that. A man that really identifies with a woman is looking for this relationship that is healthy Mm -hmm. and balanced and has polarity will find ways and reasons to do it. And that might mean saying to her in those conversations on FaceTime, hey, this is what I've got to offer right now. I'm very excited about my life. I'm a very unique Mm -hmm. person, and this is why. Yet, I want to take you out to eat, Um, and 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 if we're a good fit, my heart wants to do it weekly, but I'm not sure right now if that's available to me, but if you are open to other kinds of dates. This and that and that, where I'm doing effort. Now, you might not say these words, but this is what needs to be in place. You're showing effort. You're, sh- you're being generous with time and as generous with your money as you can be with a solid plan for the future mm-hmm. on how that's going to be happening. Because, again, it depends on the relationship you want. If you want, um, you know, <laughs> oh, if, no, if you're okay. looking no, It makes for- a lot of sense. You know. Yeah, so if you're looking for the feminine energy that doesn't want to be protected and provided for in the material world, then that's what you're looking for. And then you're a little more um, in your feminine and, and you're looking for this equal, um, we take care of each other financially or we're, we both bring equals to the table. Mm-hmm. And that's okay to have that conversation. Um, and, and you'll meet the right person when you're honest about it. You'll, you'll meet the right person for you. Um, mm-hmm. But there are many women that want to stay at home with the children and be homemakers and um, maybe not looking for a sugar daddy or they're not gold diggers. They just want that covenant traditional relationship. So if you're not in a position to Yeah, I'd rather have a jet than a house. I'm kind of unusual. (laughs) I'd rather go jet than Bahamas. So that comes out. That comes out on your dating profile then. No, it would. Not a traditional guy. It definitely would. I'd rather have a jet than a a house. I have a, you know, just you communicate who you actually are and what you want, and that right person will absolutely gravitate towards that, right? And they're really, yeah, so oh, I'll say that sounds like exactly, fun. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly who I am. I don't need, um, I don't, I don't need necessarily for um, to have this traditional relationship with this traditional life. I want, I want uh-huh. this, and I think that actually yeah. helps filter out a lot of people. And then you're not attracting the women that say. You know, I want to stay at home and be a nurturer while you go out to the work. And we have this amazing polarity and we, um, you know, we, it's just some, it's something different perhaps. Um, and, that's, and that's great. There's all kinds of people out there, right? But I yeah. think we're back to the honesty and the, um, the what value are you bringing to the table and who is looking for that value, right? What, what am I bringing to the table to offer? What turns me on and makes me feel good in a relationship and who's up for seeing if we're a good fit, right? Essentially, that's what mm-hmm. you're saying. Well, that makes sense. It, it, I love, I love that, my, uh, my friend's tagline. My friend's mm-hmm. tagline was Christian feminine woman, loves gardening, travel, adventure, and big masculine arms. <laughs> <laughs> so right now you've eliminated, you've eliminated anybody. You know, you, you've now selected for men that feel like they're very masculine and right. that are Christian and that want a woman that kind of likes to stay home and do stuff but also wants to go, you know, See, mm-hmm. she, I, I like that one. I felt that was a good, a good tagline, a good filter. You well, know? she mentioned travel and adventure without saying, show me the world, take me around the world. So that's the difference. That's a critical difference Well, right this there. is somebody who, so, likes to, who wants to drive to the aquarium in Georgia and see the aquarium. So she enjoys that. that. She enjoys going to, 
taking a little road trip to Savannah and walking along hmm. the beach. So she also well, she is very well traveled on her own. Uh, well, she's 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 financially um, stable and, and world traveled on her own, but that will all come out in the um, mm-hmm. in the initial dates, you know. Yeah. Like if a guy yeah. doesn't have a passport and you love to travel, then that might be a little bit of a red flag. Oh, I've always right? had a passport. Yeah, but you know what's interesting <laughs> though is that uh, one thing about money though that uh, it, it, to me, you know, like I said, the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself. But if you're going to be in a relationship, it's really nice to be able to to jet to the Bahamas because it's more fun. You know, so to me, the, the, the whole point of money uh, is to have fun with it. And so that, uh, I agree. you know, at yeah. this point, as I'm building up Action Radio, you know, I wouldn't want to be in a, first of all, a fully committed relationship that would take a lot of time, would take too much time from Action Radio. So I couldn't do it. However, at some point, when I have a staff, you know, and, uh, and a whole production and, and everything's you know, running along, we have our center for our worldwide center for citizen legislation and we have worldwide conferences and all kinds of things like that. I'll be in a position to, I'll be taking a lot of trips because first of all, it'd be fun to do to talk to people around the world. Uh, but secondly, uh, I got some, I got the travel bug. And when I go, I've, I've been known to go for three months at a time and just go. So it would not be unusual and that's a for wonderful to, thing. And yeah. that will come out in the first two conversations, that kind of thing. When they're uh-huh. curious about you and you're curious about them, that's wonderful things to share. You know, there's one more point, and I have an appointment at 11, but I just didn't want to skip this last thing. Um, okay. Be really honest about drinking, smoking, and fitness on your online day. Just yeah. be really honest right away. Um, don't uh-huh. lie to yourself. Even if you have a goal that you're trying to stop drinking so much, your goal that you're trying to get to the gym – don't lie. You won't do anyone any favors. Spend a few months, become that thing, and then go back into the online dating <laughs> because otherwise it's, it's a recipe for disaster and, and just hurt feelings, you know, and wasting your time in someone else's, which is never good. I know people yeah. who, who do that and they end up going through the entire community of dating people. Yeah. I, 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 know, I know people who have actually – run out of almost singles in their area because of all these mistakes, <laughs> because of making all these mistakes and not being honest about who they are and what they want and, um, and not having further. done their inner work, you know? Because <laughs> they're driving further at that point. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, I would just yeah. say that anybody wants to date me, listen to the show, and if you like what you hear, then, you know, message me. <laughs> but otherwise, because you want to have an online dating application, my, every show I do is like an online dating application. It's kind of funny when you think about it. If anybody really wants to get to know me, what better way? I mean, I'm talking three hours a day, and I don't hold back. That's just a thought. Okay. Um, I think, <laughs> yes, I think it's great, but I don't, you know, so she has to reach out to you. Oh, my goodness. How are we going to do that? She has to pursue you? Um, um, well, I'm the one with the radio show, so, it, uh, so see, now this is interesting. Uh, how so do I we do that? How do we figure that out? I looked at this way. I thought, what a great opportunity for, for, for women to get to know me because I'm on the air three hours a day, you know, so why not? Wouldn't this be fabulous? But I never thought that, that I was somehow eliminated. The fact that how, how would I chase the unknown person? I'm the known person in this situation. So how would I go chase the unknown person? I would love, yeah, I'm going to do online dating again. It was fun. It was an adventure. It was, it was kind of crazy. But the thing is, I, mm. but I would, at that point, I wouldn't expect, I would be reaching out myself. But all I'm saying is yeah. if I'm not online and somebody wants to reach out because they're, they're hearing me on the radio, that, see, see, you look at it, it's fascinating the way you look at things. It never would have occurred to me. I say, know. Well, gee, Greg, how come you're not reaching out? Well, because I'm the one on the radio. I'm the one, no, the, I don't the, say the, that. The I'm, I'm, this is my way of thinking and processing it. I'm processing this in my head. Okay. And then I just had a beautiful idea. So the most thing that makes most sense <laughs> is a setup, probably. A setup for you. Like somebody okay. says, oh, I recommend you all to each other. And letting you reach out. Now, again, this is me and my feminine. If you don't want this, that's totally okay. Actually, but I've already asked you. I told 
told you, you if you find somebody for me, feel free to introduce me. I think it's be great. a setup. Yeah, you have told me, but I don't. I don't know anyone in that area, and I don't believe long distance relationships. Well, they rarely work. They rarely well, that makes work. Sense. So it needs to be that makes perfect somebody sense. in your area. And that's well, you haven't asked if I was willing to move. Area. You haven't asked if I was willing oh. to move for a relationship. Hmm. Yeah. So for you, a setup. Yeah, a little setup. Yeah, Maybe definitely. add your little profile to your action. Add your dating profile to your action radio. Yes. Um, Welcome to Action website. Radio, the, the world's only center for citizen legislation. <laughs> I like walks in the sunset. You know, <laughs> I like That's pizza right. with you know pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> I should. Get, so, so you want me to do that perfect. now? You, you want me to do I'm a dating also profile? I'm single. Click on this box to find out more ladies that might be interested. <laughs> I don't have money, but I'm a lot of fun, and I've got a great plan yeah. for the future. Not rich Click yet, but I will be. Interested. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, if, if the yeah. idea of hanging upside down in a jet over the Gulf of Mexico intrigues you, then maybe we should talk. Yeah, okay. That'd be good. Well, I mean, are one. you going to at least caress her while you're doing this? I don't know what I'm going to do. I've never I had mean, a, a babe in a jet upside down <laughs> over the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> so it, it, I'd have to think about that. Oh, my goodness. So much to think about. Okay. Until next week, then. <laughs> yes? Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. You got an appointment. You're already late for it. I know. Well, she's late, which is always so nice the way the world works. You know, okay, I love good. it. Um, we have extra time. We're, we're packing boxes fun. today. I'm moving. I bought a house. I love my house. It's adorable. And this mm-hmm. woman's going to come. She comes and she's very organized. And she feels secure room in it. And she helps me. Yes. I okay, really good. do. Okay. <laughs> you, you're such a <laughs> nester. You, you, you build nests everywhere. It's so funny. Yeah, I love okay. that. I love my home yeah. being like a super comfy, ambient, like, uh-huh. yeah. Mine's pretty yeah. comfy, too. So yeah. she's going to help me. I, I'm, I'm getting a lot of help with this move because I've never bought a house. I don't know what I'm doing, really. I have a lot of You don't have to know. It's really good. You know, if we the, – think about the times in the course of a day where you do things that you don't know how to do. Look at Action Radio. Everything here I don't know how to do. And actually, I'm the only – and I'm doing it every day. We're inventing. We're creating. And we're doing it without fear. We're, we're, we're welcoming the challenge of doing something that none of us have any idea how to do because it's never been done before. And here we are. Yes. That's great. Yes. Well, yeah. And I, and I was a little scared, but I really believe God sent me. I have a ferocious real estate agent who is so aggressive. God sent you an agent. Like, That's okay. God, God sent God, you a real estate I'm agent that, that knows God what you want. God sent me an yeah. agent. She's like, mm-hmm. that HVAC looks like it's going out. Let's get an HVAC inspector. They're going to pay for that. And wait a minute, this property line doesn't go back to the fence. We're going to pay, they're going to pay for that. And she gets it. She gets, she works for me. I can't even tell you. So my, um, my organizer lady's here, so we're going to get to work. But um, okay. if you have any topic ideas for next week, uh, let me know. And otherwise, I'll come up with something fabulous again, and we'll have so much fun. Well, I always like your choices first because that's, that just makes more sense for the, for the experts. That would be you for this particular report that we do to come up with topics. But I always have something. If not, I'll, you know, no, I'll you suggest do. it during the week if I think of something. Yeah, yeah, you never know. Well, your ideas are fun, are fun sometimes. That's why I said it. Now, I can always come up with lots of topics. But um, okay. sometimes you come up with something, and I'm like, oh, that's, that well, sounds like fun. Why not? Me. How about adventure okay. dates? Meanwhile, you know, get, uh, meanwhile, get that profile that. up and running. I want to see that profile up and <laughs> My profile? Wait a minute. Yeah. I, think if I, want, on, yeah. I want to think if I want to start dating at this particular point. Well, I don't know. I, you got me thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Huh. Okay. Let me it's work on it. It's a lot of work. All right. Okay. Want to help me write it? All right. Till next week. <laughs> okay. Bye, Dorothy. Thank you, Greg. Bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye now. <laughs> huh. 
Well, what's the point of having a sex and sensuality report if she can't help me find, you know, my next relationship? I mean, really now, this, this is the kind of crazy stuff we get up to here. All right, let's play a couple of things for you folks, and then I will be back tomorrow. So the big websites, blogtalkradio.com slash citizen action. That's the one you're listening to. Our legislative site, writeyourlaws.com, W-R-I-T-E-Y-O-U-R-L-A-W-S. Substack, gregpenglis.substack.com. Uh, and our, our contribution site, givesendgo.com slash action radio. And I think that's it. Tomorrow we got a really special guest. Tomorrow's going to be really interesting. Uh, Bianca von Krieg uh, is, is an actress from uh, Vienna, Austria, originally, now in Hollywood. Uh, progressive, socialist, all kinds of stuff. So you want to talk about uh, a person in contrast to this show. Uh, we'll probably have uh, probably the, the most diametrically opposed politically, but a progressive with a brain. And so I'm going to find out a lot more about her. So we're going to find out. It's going to be a very interesting chat. And that's going to be tomorrow, I think, in the my calendar here. Nine o'clock hour. Yep. Final hour tomorrow. It's going to be really interesting. Uh, we're going to talk about Waco probably on Wednesday, the 19th. I've got, uh, let me also, we got this, about it. Uh, Rebecca Charles is coming back. Rebecca lost her daughter to the hospital. The hospital basically killed her. Uh, and we've talked about that before. So she's coming back on Friday. Uh, it's going to be a good week. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And I'll talk to you tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time. This is Greg Penglis for Strike Force, your source for pure energy. Strike Force is a concentrated energy drink that turns a half liter of your favorite beverage into an energy drink. You make your energy drink yourself. Action Radio is an affiliate of Strike Force, so our listeners get a 20% discount. All you do is add our code WYL to the discount code window at checkout. W-Y-L comes from our website, Write Your Laws. So, you can get your energy drink, a 20% discount, and help Action Radio change the relationship of we the people to our government. Not bad. Strikeforce is at strikeforceenergy.com. That's strikeforceenergy.com. Start your engines. Hello, this is Greg Penglis for our newest shooting range here in Milton, Florida. Stand your ground. My friend, Jason Myers, and crew are creating an incredible facility for our city. Stand your ground is located at 6632 Elva Street. The phone number is 850-789-1776. Their email is standyourground1776 at gmail.com. Here you'll find either in process or already going an indoor shooting range, axe throwing, archery, a rage room, self-defense classes, concealed carry weapons classes, security license training, paintball, a full-service gun store, and 24-7 online ordering. So come on down or contact them by phone, email, or website and learn how you can best stand your ground. Do you know your way around healthcare, insurance, pharmacies, surgery, alternative treatments and choices? I don't. Which is why I'm so glad I met Priscilla Romans, had her on Action Radio, and learned about health patient advocacy. She is the founder of Great Care. And now as an affiliate of Great Care, we are proud to offer through our discount code, WYL, which stands for Write Your Laws, a 10% discount. Grave Care saves you both time and money. They provide medical advocacy, consultation, advice, and recommendations nationwide. Their website is gravecare.com, 
That's G-R-A-I-T-H care.com. You can email them at gracecare.adm at gmail.com or call them at 469-864-7149. That's 469-864-7149. Grace Care, better health through better knowledge and advocacy. Action Radio, part of the ADHD Radio Network, the ultimate free speech zone. We the people give our consent to be governed through writing the laws by which we are governed and have the power through juries to nullify the laws by which we do not consent to be governed. At Action Radio, we don't report the news. We are the news. Every other show reports what has happened. We talk about what can happen. From the questions no one has thought to ask, to the answers no one has thought to consider, to the actions no one has dared to take, that is Action Radio. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW, void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.